for myself to appear. See, now it's like showing up all dark. How does it look so bad now again? I don't know why it looks so bad. My video, like, it was looking fine for a minute there before. Now I'm really, really, uh, my coloring well, is real like weird. It looks like you're a bit in the dark there. I am, but it was just like showing up really good before. People think you're making a mistake not having the sound on. People are not hearing my like my voice or what? Well, someone said no sound. Aaron uh, Welsh thinks it was a cool effect. Oh yeah. Well, I think it looks kind of cool. I mean, you're in low light, so okay. it looks about what you would expect low light to be like. Yeah, but it was just it was just looking okay until I walked away. I don't know if I hit something and changed something. Uh, I think I know what I might be doing. Maybe it's that. No. Uh, it was looking real good before, but now it's. I just, I cannot dial this webcam in the way that I used to be able to. Um, I don't know why. I think it looks good. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm, got, I'm red. You got like a, a, I mean, it looks cool. Okay. Well, there's no, there is no game yeah, audio. Like, I've turned it off. It's like, it's like a smoke monster stream. Yeah, I guess that is that is true. Nothing not wrong with with that look. I, it's just interesting because I was not this color before, um, unless oh here this might be it. Maybe this will fix it. I can make my make it more blue. There it is. It was like the auto white balance for some reason it was going nuts. I guess. Oh, well, see, you got to have all manual settings on, man. You got to go all. I can make manual. myself real blue. I mean, this is probably more appropriate because this is like what color it really is in here. <laughs> That's probably why it was overcompensated. Exactly. That is exactly why. Um, let me see. If I can <laughs> brighten it up. I, I apologize for doing this. I I have no idea where where my day went. You ever have one of those days? Every oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So. I just like I didn't realize it was uh, twenty minutes before the stream until it was twenty minutes before the stream. All right. Well, we're we're about to play a very relaxing game. Yes. I for one am. We'll go. That looks that looks pretty good. You think mm -hmm. that is that look does the coloring look pretty good now? I think it looks good. Yeah, I think it looks good. All right. But yeah, I, uh, I, I'm looking forward to just chilling, watching some Yoshi's Island tonight because I, I am wore out. <laughs> I, I, I have given about all I have to give on Analog Frontiers 2 at this point. And thankfully, I only have to give a little more because there's only about like four to five more shots to fill in and the credits and a few audio tweaks. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically there. It will see release this week. 100%. Yes. Uh, everyone should gear up because there will be two videos this week. That's right. Uh, I, I have this Evercade video that should have been out a long time ago that I, I got stuck. I, I mean, I didn't get stuck. I, I chose to do the, the sharp scale video first, uh, because I thought it was more, <laughs> what people would want to see from us 
<laughs> and I ended up, they ended up taking longer than I expected. So I just pushed this Evercade thing off like longer than I, than I expected to, but I, you know, I think the, uh, Evercade videos will be all right, but it's going to be, it's going to release really, really close to analog frontiers too. Uh, you know, I think that that's just the way to do it because I don't think a lot of people are going to be super excited to to see the Evercade video at this point. But you never know. People people always want to hear our take on those types of devices. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's it's been it's been a little while. So I, damn it, try. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that's that's like the extent that I I get I get mad. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me right now? Are you? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you know, nobody wants to hear me like my my dad yelling voice, but in public, that's that's, that's as mad as I'll get. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben Brody. Also, also two dogs from Venezia saying, uh, "Whoops, I just scrolled up." Saying, "Hope everyone has been been well. It's Emleg time." It is. Oh, come on, try. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I don't think a lot of people are going to be excited to see this, the Evercade video. So it's just, I'm going to release it very, very close to, we want to release it really close to Analog Frontiers because that's, you know, if, if, <laughs> if people are annoyed like this video, then at least they have something, something big, like right on the tail of it. So we, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see, but it's both of them are going to release this week. Yes, both 100%. Like, both will be out by Friday. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm anticipating... Uh, the Evercade will probably be on Tuesday, I'm guessing. I have to do it... Uh, I have to finish it up probably tomorrow. And that's probably when Analog Frontiers 2 will be, like, officially locked. Yeah. So, so we'll I, just wait a day or two, and then... Yeah, I, I think a lot of it di directly relies on the response to the Evercade video. If it, like, this does surprisingly well, we'll get a little bit of breathing room. But if it's, like, if it does, like, Final Fantasy VII remake numbers <laughs> or Trials of Mana numbers, we'll be like, all right, let's 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 release it now <laughs> because it's not gonna, it's not going to help out at all. I saw there was also $5 from Chris saying baby cry intensifies. Also, sup guys? How you doing? I just got the retro access N64 S video cables and they look amazing. I'm happy I got them. Oh, did, nice. did, you, did you end up getting some of the, those? I forget. Uh, no, but I, I really should. I, uh, I, I wish I had some too. I mean, I've got like three sets of, of GameCube monster cables. I mean, obviously they work on, SNES and N64 as well, but it's just that they're purple, you know, to match the GameCube. Mm. Uh, they, they were branded GameCube. They're really long, but I mean, they're pretty good. Uh, but I, I, I kind of have a feeling the retro access ones are probably a little better in certain circumstances. I have seen like some noise moving through them, but who knows? It could have been something else. Mm. It's usually not, noticeable but uh they're pretty good i mean there's they're about as good as I, i've got i've got some cheaper ones that i used to think were just as good but not quite um i see wesley williams is saying you guys should play pokemon snap for n64 one day i i, I think i went into a, a couple months ago where i explained how i uh 
got I found Pokemon Snap at Goodwill like a couple of years ago, and I never really played it. And my kids are really into Pokemon right now, and we just had the best time playing through Pokemon Snap. Uh, and and for that reason, I think that I will be getting the the sequel on on the first day, <laughs> which is like it's not really of interest to me, but it was it was a great experience with them. It was a great experience for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I gotta say that I have not played through this version completely. I maybe played like a world or two. I I played it on the the Game Boy Advance. Actually, I didn't even play it on the actual Game Boy Advance. I played it on, uh, what is it? The, like the it was one of the Ambassador games for the 3DS. Oh wow! And that's wow. how I played it. So hopefully this will be a little bit more more playable. I I played it on the subway, so there's like I didn't really hear any music or any of the baby crying or anything. So. Oh, you, I mean, are you at least familiar with the music? Uh, sorta. I mean, geez, I love the boss mu- music like the there's like different boss music for the level four boss. And then the level eight boss of each world is is different. Uh, so you'll notice when I get into the game here that I have I, I put a new battery in this last year. So I'm going to commit my save for the first time. So we'll nice. I saw a bit up in the chat. Dryerland asked, you guys still play Atari? And uh, no, not really. But I I do want to do more with the Atari stuff that I have. Uh, I actually opened my Atari um, as part of Analog Frontiers Part 2. And man, there it was, was... filthy. It was filthy. There's... There's dust in it that's possibly older than I am. Probably um, not as old me, as me, though. It's hard to say. Uh, but uh, turned out, I guess I've got what they call a heavy sixer, which I know, like, that's like kind of like the sought after Atari among Atari fans, although. I don't know if it was like debunked that there's actually no particular advantage to to those, but maybe there is. I don't know, but it was okay. So, what are the controller options? And there are different controller options for it for this. Uh, it's just so the only difference you hit the A button. Uh, you by default the you just tap it and then the cursor starts moving and oh, then you I hit to throw again. Uh, and also you can hit the R button to stop it. Why does my phone think I'm talking to it? Um, you hit R to like stop the cursor if you wanna wanna lock it in place. Hasty is you hold the button and then release the throw, and I've never liked that. Yeah, I don't I don't really like the idea of that. At least right now. If I was if anyway, I was if I was faster at the game, probably. I'm sure that's how the, uh, the speedrunners play. What I was uh 
saying earlier about the Atari, I didn't realize that the RF cable is just like, like it's just, it, it, it is a, an RCA cable plugged into a female RCA jack inside the Atari. Oh, really? Yeah. So you just like, you don't even have to like solder anything to replace it. So I could, in theory, replace that with just a regular RCA cable sometime. I briefly tried it using sort of a jerry-rigged adapter, uh, and it didn't work, but I'd like to try it with like a, a better cable and see if I could actually get it to work, because I've never gotten a picture out of that Atari. I mean, I don't even know for sure that it, that it works, but I, I like to think that it, it could. That's the problem with some of those consoles, especially the ones that don't have like power LEDs. You know, you uh, uh, you, you just don't know if uh, if they if they if they're working. If, if they're even like, is it the power supply? Is it the system? Is it the video cable? You know? Yeah. That's why there's a donation from uh from Craig. Yeah, Bond. there was a four nine nine from Sean Quinn saying oh, Sean Joe Quinn. Game... I thought it was right. I think it was all right. <laughs> uh, it was Joe Joe GameSag just did a video on the Mega EverDrive Pro. Did you guys have one for review? And if so, first impressions. Uh, we do not. We do not have one for for review. Uh, we might be getting one in the in the future. Uh, but we have not. We were not contacted by Cricks to do a video or anything on it. I feel like I need to shoot something inside this, don't I? Yeah, yeah, an egg just needs to land squarely in the center. You can usually do it by ricochet. Right, uh, that's what I've been trying to do. I'm not very good I at mean, it. I mean, all it does is give you five uh, stars, which, you know, is, is your baby Mario time. Right. I'm trying to get it. I can't, can't get it in there. <laughs> is so stupid i mean how hard can this be ricocheting eggs is a is a skill you need to need to learn in this game I yeah feel. it's pretty critical i mean i guess i forgot what it was like to have to learn it <laughs> yeah it's just been a long time this uh, game was such a unique use of the Super FX, you know? Yes, very much so. Um, like it's, it's really cool to see it put a use in a 2D game. But I th I, I'm hoping to do a like an EverDrive update video, which will just have, ideally, it'll have everything that we that's happened in the world of EverDrives since uh, the EverDrive video that I've done. So it's going to cover like all the newest versions of stuff. Um, I contacted Stone Age Gamer and they sent some stuff, like the stuff that I didn't have. Like there's ones that I had I had purchased, like the Master System X7, but then there's other ones that were were sent over to us. Um, and hopefully, I mean, the uh, the Mega EverDrive Pro will be will be part of that as soon as I guess as soon as Stone Age gets it or something. I, I I see Adam Jenkins say, and I thought Tri said this was supposed to be a relaxing stream, and and I I I I do have to admit it was 
It was oddly not relaxing watching you try to ricochet that. <laughs> well, uh, you better get, better get used to it. <laughs> I mean, you said you uh, could you could finish this in a, in a single stream easy, but well, yeah, but you're you're like hunting stuff down. Like I wouldn't be doing that, right? You know? Yeah, well, maybe I don't need to do that. But I mean, I. I mean, there's a few levels where you kind of have to explore and find, like, hidden exits and stuff, but, um, you know, if I was just replaying the game, I I wouldn't be exploring. Right. Although I generally know where stuff is. I mean, there's some levels <laughs> I don't know very well, but. Uh, I also saw Evan Manning in the chat was saying, you guys have any plans to do a review on IPS Game Boy screens? And very much yes. Uh, in fact, Analog Frontiers 2 would probably be done right now if it, <laughs> if, it if it weren't for my attempts yesterday. Uh, that, that has been like a project that I've only become interested in in the past two or three weeks. And uh, like I've been very haphazard about how I've approached buying the supplies for it. Yeah. And so like, because, I because John like, Lemon like kind of convinced you to get it, on a, and then you yeah. ended up doing it on a whim. Yeah. And so then I was like, you know what? I'm just going. I'm going to do game. I'm going to do DMG. I'm going to do. Game Boy Color, and I'm going to do Game Boy Advance. I'm just going to do them all. Well, I had to wait longer to get the GBA and Game Boy Color screens, and the Game Boy Advance SP screen was sent instead of the GBC screen. So I'm going to have to wait for that. Um, I later decided that instead of like I decided to get pre-fitted um, shells, and so that ended up being a separate order. And then for some reason, I I thought I had ordered the um, 3D printed mounting bracket, which you don't have to do. Like the default method is um, just taping it. <laughs> But you didn't. You but got a clear case, cause, and you didn't want, want anybody to be able to see it, right? Or you, I, I was afraid, well, you don't want well, it to show up on like, video, probably. I was like, oh, you'll be able to see the tape in the clear case. And I also like just kind of chickened out about fixing it because, like, apparently, you know, if you don't get it right and you try to remove it from the tape, you will destroy the screen. Well, that would be not good. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So. I, I, I almost did it like I, I have like the mod is like half done uh, but I kind of just like chickened out at the last minute um, and was like I need that bracket but the thing was I thought I had ordered one because like I, I was looking at a bunch of websites and I I had it in my basket at one website and I turned it turned out I didn't complete the order so it, it it's been a been a bit of a mess and then i was like well 
Okay, I couldn't. So I I did order, and I'll I'll have it this week. I ordered the the 3D print bracket, and I did turn the screen on. I mean, it looks awesome. Yeah. But I just wasn't able to finish. And I was gonna get one of the the pocket ones, but I just have not done it yet. Because I've right. Um, and so then I was going to um, do the Game Boy Advance one, and I was already feeling like kind of discouraged at that point, just because I wasn't able to finish the, the DMG one. And then like, to be honest, the Game Boy Advance I was trying to use, I don't remember if I ever tested it. It had a little bit of battery corrosion, like, not the worst, but a little bit. And I tried to clean it off a bit, um, but I already had it apart at this point. So I, I never tested it with its original screen. And I was having trouble getting it to turn on. And I think in part was the, that sort of part way together method um, uh, the the part way together method that I had um, putting the batteries in like I, I think they weren't making good contact so there was that and sometimes when I like I had a hard time figuring out like which way to plug in the uh, ribbon cable I mean, I was looking at guides online, but it was still like hard to wrap my head around, especially because the GBA one comes with, um, was it? I think it's a 32 pin and a 40 pin or something like that. You know, the different size connectors that the system might have. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of hard to tell like, which way is up and so forth. And then I, I thought I had it right, but I never saw the screen come up. And in certain orientations, uh, the, the speaker wouldn't even ding. So I was really confused. And I also realized, oh, there's supposed to be a, you can, there's a bracket for this too. I should probably get that. <laughs> so yeah, I was like super bummed out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like up until like four o'clock I spent like the whole day almost trying to make this work and then I don't you hate it when that happens I mean you spend all this time working on something and it's mo not... most of it you actually spend trying to just make it work yes you're like you're like I there's, there's, I can't there's... back out like I have I have to make this happen yeah. And then, mean, some people are good, I think, at being able to say, like, all right, and just moving on. But I, I, I cannot do that. It's just... Yeah. And I was just, I, oh, I just, I was just, I just had this really down funk that I just couldn't shake for the longest time. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'll, I'll be sure this story has a happy ending because I'm determined to make a video. <laughs> I don't think, though, I mean, there might be some like, hey, here are some, you know, make sure you buy all these different things. You know, here are maybe some, some little tips 
that you know I, maybe I got confused about this or that uh, you know but I, overall I don't think it's going to be like an installation tutorial per se it's more going to be like you know like do you want this and how does the screen actually look compared to this or that you know It's tougher than it looks. <laughs> Throwing back and forth here. I saw a bit further up. Paul Bergkamp asked, "What's everyone's favorite color, Yoshi?" And I saw a camera math that said, "My my favorite was light blue Yoshi, like the one he's playing, which also happens to be the." Uh, the color of Cameron Mathis's avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the, I like traditional green. green. I gotta say. Yeah, I like the traditional green too. Uh, I I always thought it was interesting that light blue and brown Yoshi's always get the dirty work. <laughs> that, that that that's what I always you you, you like, spent a lot of time thinking about about the, the lore and the world of Mark. I'm sure, I don't know if I would consider that part of it, but it's just like, uh, like I feel like blue Yoshi and brown Yoshi always get like the cave levels. Oh, but it's, it's random though, isn't it? No, every Yoshi is in order. Like every world has Yoshis in the same world. With the exception of the last one. So the order is always green, red, light blue, yellow, uh, I think it's like pink. It's either pink or, or brown next. I forget which one is six and which is seven between pink and brown. But then, like, the last one is, like, dark blue. It's always dark blue in, like, the printed artwork, but on a CRT, I always thought it kind of looked dark purple. There's, like, two that are kind of reddish colored. So it's... And again, like, I've, in part, it might just be an NTSC weirdness thing. Like, it was always hard to determine, like, what color. I think the artwork, it was... It was like red and then pink, but I don't know. Uh, someone was asking what I'm playing this on. They said, are you playing on an emulator or on a uh, Super MT NT? And I'm actually playing this on a one-chip uh, Super NES with it on the OSSC. Is it, is this one, is this one a stock one chip or is it, it has... a stock one chip? Okay. So it's, it, it's using just a regular RGB cable? Uh, yes. See, it doesn't look over bright, like, you know, if you, if you didn't know, honestly. Right. Uh, so I I went to, um, had to run some errands yesterday, and I'm stopping at, at Home Depot, so I, I got some more shelves for my, my game console shelf, which is, 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 was pretty set, but I realized I had some room where I could add some, some sub shelves, like. Wait, where'd you say you went? Uh, Home Depot. Oh, 
and uh, I, I got some shorter shelves that go are in between the main shelving unit where my consoles are set up. And what I'm using those for is for like extra consoles that I have, like 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 different variants. So if oh, I okay. wanted to swap things out, I can just pull them out, pull it out, and then put this in its place. So I don't have to have them hooked up or anything like that, but I can easily just swap consoles that I have hooked up for other versions if I needed to. Like like mm -hmm. if I wanted to re like you know play one of my uh, Saturn discs, I could pull out the, the Saturn I have in my setup and just slide this other one in place. That's nice. Yeah. And I was I was measuring things for when new systems come out to see where they're gonna fit, and I think that it's just gonna have to be on to have them both on their sides. Like I, yeah. I, I looked up to make sure that like you know the, the oh, Xbox Series X can, can lay on its side as well. So Okay. Well see for me, I think they're both gonna have to be vertical. I was really hoping the PS five could go horizontal, you know, before it was unveiled. And I saw it and I'm like, Ugh, I don't even it almost looks like it's not even mint, even though it has a stand for horizontal. It just it almost looks like they don't want you to put it horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> well, even still, it, that's just the only, it's just it's way too tall to be able to fit in between these shelves. That's just the way that's just the way it is. So they're gonna have to go sideways. And Jenkins was asking, how many set systems do you have in your setup right now? Like, how many actually plugged in? Uh, well, one, two, three, four. So you sort of have to hit those buckets at a steep angle so that they spin around instead of, like, just knock off the hook. Yeah. Hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm counting now. I think I think like twenty eight. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but oh jeez, I've been flattened. Oh, we got it. We got two dollars. Thank you from Imbo. Im I'm borderline. I'm bor. You're you're better at reading than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all are awesome. RG masterclass vids are my crack. Well, well thanks. Thanks for we need to get a lot more of them out there because we just realized that that uh, sharp scale video was the, the first one in quite a long time. An embarrassingly, uh, embarrassing yeah. amount oh, of time. I like to think that Analog Frontiers is like the documentary version of RGB Masterclass. Mm -hmm. But, by the way, those explode into more stars if you ground pound them. I think they drop five if you pound them. I think. I think it's how it works. Uh, let me think about how many... I mean, my in my setup, like, right now... Um, uh, Come on. A few things are disconnected because I was shooting B-roll of them. 
Oh, I wasn't talking about ground pounding the stars. I'm talking about ground pounding like the jumping guys. Oh no! I feel like I I'm playing too conservatively at this. So I gotta. I'm gonna. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna move a little faster. For some reason, I thought they dropped more stars at you. I don't know why I thought that. But yeah, let's see. Like a few things are disconnected technically because I was shooting B-roll of them. Yeah, but, but let's not. You know, have to yeah, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. The, the things that are normally connected. I'll start with this room, which this is just my HDMI room. Okay. I mean, you gotta keep in mind there are some duplicate consoles. Hooked is it up possible to panel? stop aiming once you? Oh, I guess it is. <laughs> oh wait, well before before I get into my consoles, I saw that there was uh, four nine nine from Paul Sutton uh, saying y'all literally playing babby games. <laughs> That's all we do. That's all we do on this stream. You know, like I always thought that it was. Like, Nintendo of America must have dreaded having to market this game. Because, <laughs> like, I, I think in Japan, like, like people don't have, like, they, they, they aren't worried about how manly they are if they, you know, decide I want to play, play a cute and colorful looking game. Whereas, you know, Americans are very insecure about that kind of thing. <laughs> but, um... You know that that video, that that VHS tape. You know they were all going like, you know, crazy camera. You know, trying to make it look all hard rocking and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> dude, it's is Yoshi's not. Just just accept it and own it. Yeah, but know? I mean that was harder at the time. I think oh, it was hard at the time. Sure, sure. I gotta remember I can use my tongue. Uh, there was uh, there was also. Uh, 9.99 from Eric Schulstler. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, it says, "Hey guys, I'm 23 and only used a CRT for the first eight years of my life. Just got a D series JVC, and the picture expands and contracts depending on the brightness of the scene on display. Why is this? Uh, that that is normal. Um, you'll see it more on like yeah, you like hear buzzing too." When it gets real bright, right? Uh, that can happen. I don't think he said that. Okay. But I mean, there's, there's, I, I, I had TVs to get. And the contracts, depending on the brightness of the scene, that is very normal. Right. Um, especially on like consumer sets, it's not really something I notice on, um, uh, uh, PVMs really. But it's just you know the analog nature of it. You know, there's more voltage or whatever i mean don't i'm i'm not <laughs> i'm not a tech guy so you know, I, i'm not sure if i'm saying the right thing by saying voltage but you know there's more there's more stuff going through the cable when it's when it's brighter you know uh, and that that has an impact on you know the the result and you know that particular device's tolerance for variation in in the in the signal um, and you know that's actually kind of I, I kind of thought about reshooting it, but I really liked the comparison anyway. I, I, there's a there's a comparison of the um, Ninja Warriors Super Nintendo uh, character select screen. There's a comparison against a PVM consumer CRT and an emulation uh, CRT filter, 
And you can actually see on the consumer shot, and I didn't realize it until I'd already edited it. Um, you can, the fact that like it's always blinking on, off, on, off, the sort of bright white border around the character you have chosen. And even though I, I framed it up so you didn't see the blinking part, um, it still has a bit of an effect, especially in the top part of the screen there. So that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. Just kind of accept it as a natural part of the analoginess of it. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it does happen, you know, pretty, pretty normal. Um, and then I saw uh, $2 from Chris saying, I think a couple of RGB vids need some updates as well. I mean, we're not planning to like, you know, here's a new RGB 205 or whatever. Yeah, we're not gonna replace even though, like, we'll do, even we'll... though like I'm embarrassed by the old ones. Like if I am going to do an update about N64 or PlayStation, whatever, like it's just gonna be a 300 level video. Yeah. That uh, like like we did with the the GameCube one. Right. That is that is the overall plan. Yeah, so the GameCube one, I mean, I thought that was a better video than the, the original, original GameCube video ever was anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there was another one. Uh, oh, there was 999. Thank you. Thanks. From Bill Russell. Saying, any chance for an update gaming setup and studio tour video? Really enjoy the Trials of Mana discussion video, by the way. Well, we're, we're glad, we're glad, like, one person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no one really, I mean, maybe. A no one's people. asking for that. Yeah, no one's us. That was more just because we. We just know, wanted we, to do it. We were, we were excited about the game and we wanted to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, there will be new studio tour videos because our subs have changed quite drastically i mean honestly you could probably do that like pretty soon yeah but there's there's well i'm i have several things i need to do first yeah things you consider a priority but still yes. like i mean that's like I, we're going to do separate videos yes this time we're gonna be uh, separate because and they probably won't be like released around the same time or anything i'll probably end up doing mine like probably much later in the year but I think it will come this year. I think it'll be a lot of fun because it's it's a very different setup. I mean, I built a whole new room for it. It was an unfinished room. So. And I, I live in a different house now. And I, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I'm not sure if mine is going to seem any more exciting or less exciting than the old one because it's roughly the same size, but it's one big room or one, I guess, long room, honestly. And. It's gonna. I'll be interested to see if people think it's not as good or if it's better than before. Because I, I feel that it's. I, I like my setup here a lot more than I like my old one, and I like my old one a lot. But I like this one because it's very, very efficient for what I, what I wanted to do. And I, I, I designed it that way. We got. Uh, we also got five pounds from R.J. Nash. Says my my wife loves you guys. Could I request a quick shout out to her, please? Name is Sweets. Love your work. All the best. <laughs> well, well, thank you, RJ and Sweets. 
Thank we you. always we always appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know why people enjoy us sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> we do we do what we can. Man, y'all y'all aren't giving me breathing room here. <laughs> I'll tell you, like, you know, the this, the Mario games get get people excited. It seems yeah, like. that's true. Uh, there's uh, five dollars from David the the Nuz the the Nuzio the Nuzio the Nuzio I assume. Thank you. Uh, saying hi guys, you hear any updates on Analog Pocket? My guess would be fall. Wonder if the pandemic delayed a possible summer launch. Yeah, I wonder what it would have been. I kind of don't think it would have been like spring necessarily because didn't they start taking pre-orders for? Uh, Super NT and Mega SG, like around like October of each of those Gosh, years. I, I do not even remember. Or maybe that was just when they announced it. I don't remember if they were taking pre-orders at that time. But regardless, I, I don't think it would have been as early in the year as I was. I was originally thinking like, oh, I, I bet it's going to be like March or April. But I kind of suspect that it was never going to be that. But um. No, we I haven't heard anything, but I I definitely definitely look forward to it. I think it's gonna be. And I think that's all the more reason that we need to have these IPS screens for the Game Boy, you know? Yes. Because those would kind of be expected to be compared against it at this point, I think. Yeah. Uh, and also, ten from good old Adam Jenkins. Thank you. Thank you. Saying uh, cheers to Corey having 28 consoles because now <laughs> I can still justify my growing setup to the wife with, well, Corey from Emlick has 28, so there's that. Maybe try can help <laughs> too. Or, see, the thing is, I've got, uh, here, before I go to the next one, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to try to see if I can go through my head of what all I've got hooked up because I've got a lot of redundant consoles hooked up. Well, I do too. Do I mean, actually, you now that mind? I think about it, now you say that, like, I realize that I have. I hooked up a second PS2 that I did not count the other day that is just is on top of uh, uh, my, my my PS2 fat. Yeah. Well, I, yes. I uh, you know, I'd obviously like I wouldn't if it weren't for the fact that we do a YouTube show and people expect us to like compare video quality and stuff. <laughs> but um, uh, I, uh, so down here, let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, uh, I guess, I guess we'll say twelve, maybe more if you count, like, the mini consoles that can be kind I mean, of I, in and out. I'm not going. I didn't. I, didn't count, I don't have any. Mini I'll say consoles. twelve, and that does include. But I counted, like the, my analog consoles. I did not count my mister like, though. Oh, and I missed the PSTV because it's so tiny. Um, so thirteen down here. Uh, so that's all like the native HDMI consoles plus like Super NT, uh, Mega SG, and then modded consoles that includes. High definess, Ultra HDMI, uh, a GameCube with a Carby, GBA consoleizer, so those kinds of things. So I guess we'll say 13 down here. 
um, upstairs in the main setup, which is RGB and component, all RGB and component is uh, Famicom, NES, Super Nintendo, N64, GameCube, Wii, Master System, Genesis, uh, Saturn, Dreamcast, Mister, I guess if you want to count Mister, um, PS1, PS2, Xbox, Neo Geo. That's 15 in the main setup. Uh, and then there's the side setup where I have a bunch of stuff hooked up with like HD retrovision cables, composite cables, and S video cables. Just because? Question mark. Um, which is uh, there is an NES, PS1, uh, PS2, a PS3, <laughs> um, a PC Engine. Oh, I forgot the main PC Engine. I don't know why. I, I it's kind of in a different spot with from the other RGB system. So it's 13 down here. 16 in the main RGB and component setup. And then let me start again on the side stuff. That's um, uh, NES, PS1, PS2, PS3, PC Engine, Genesis 2, uh, Super Famicom, Super Nintendo, Dreamcast, NT Mini, S10, N64, GameCube, Wii Mini, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to count the extra switch dock that's up there that I have connected to a HDMI switcher that goes to a VGA converter <laughs> um i'm not gonna count that because it's just a dot um and then i also have uh the prototype uh pre-release super nt mega sg hooked up up there um which you know are functionally the same um, I have them connected to analog DAC, so I guess I'll add that. So that's 13, 16, and 15, I think. So that's a lot. <laughs> uh, that's, that's quite a few, yeah. Speaking of quite a few, I, you have quite a few donations to catch up on. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, shoot. I, uh, I just wanted to finish that because Adam Jenkins asked that originally. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so two from Wade Simmons. Thank you. Uh, do you guys have plans for a 240p test suite part two video? Um, I can see doing something on like like MD Fourier, but right, that, well, would, MD... that would be more of like the audio side of it. Then. Right. Well, two forty P test suite and MD Fourier are um, uh, are acknowledged in uh, in 
and RTBO talks about them a little bit in Analog Frontiers Part 2. It will also come up in Part 3. Um, I mean, it's, it's very surface level. It's more like, hey, these things exist and are handy tools. And, you know, here are, you know, some aspects of it that maybe you hadn't considered. Um, but uh, because RTBO is, is interviewed, so uh, they, they do come up. So look forward to that this week. This week! It's for real. It's happening. Analog Frontiers Part 2. Um, and, uh, also, um, Artemio was telling us that, uh, uh Raisha, who works on Mr. Stuff, um, oh, it, yeah, implemented, like, kind of a cool new, th I'm not sure if it's in, like, the, the latest update yet or not, but it implemented a cool new method for using MD Fourier like analysis that has come through MD Fourier for implementing that uh, as like selectable audio profiles for different Mr. Cores, um, which is pretty nifty. Um, and I think that will be Paul, shown. Paul, he hasn't gotten it to yet. I'm just letting Paul send it. Huh? I was just, I was just responding to, to Paul. Oh. He has not, not gotten, he hasn't gotten to it yet. Uh, I'm, I'm getting to it. That, that'll probably be shown in Analog Frontiers Part 3, I, I would imagine. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. You know, like, basically you can, like, choose, like, an audio profile for, like, you know, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, you know, things like that. You know, however, you know, it, what minor or major ways uh, that, that can be implemented into a core pretty easily. So this thing I'm riding on looks like the thing from the abyss. <sighs> I don't think I've I don't think I've seen the abyss. No. But I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah the audio filter should be cool. Um should be i think there's maybe two more maybe. two more yeah there's uh 199 from adam owen thank you um any experience with Folsom or barco scaler for 15 kilohertz no i'm not i'm not let me look up yeah it doesn't sound familiar to me either And not not coming up in a quick search. Uh, I mean, are they like just like generic like on Amazon scalers, or are they like kind of specialty devices? I mean that you know if they're just like generic Amazon scalers, I wouldn't expect much of them. But if they're like specialty devices, I, I'd be more more curious. But no, I'm not uh, not familiar. And then finally, I think <laughs> 999 from Paul Sutton. Thank you. Um, 
Uh, is it true the Analog Frontiers videos are taking so long because you're pulling a boyhood with kids from part one and part two will be eight years real time with them growing <laughs> up <and> playing games? <laughs> no. They're not no. even in the second one. But I, I think that it would be funny to do a retro gaming tech version of the Up series. If anybody has seen the Up series, like 7-Up. Uh, 14 up where they check in with the same group of people every seven years <laughs> are, are you familiar I, with us I've, I've, I've heard of it i'm familiar with it that might be something fun to do we check in with all these people every seven years uh i i don't i haven't seen the most recent one was it like, is it, what is the most, most recent one? Was it, uh, I think the last one I saw was 49 up. Or maybe it was 56 up that I saw. I don't remember. The, the, the time between them really messes with me because it never feels like it's so long. I feel like I'm... Way here. Oh, I'm gonna do that. Let's do exactly this. You still there? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to catch up on the chat, and uh, there's there's an, there's another donation which I better read before I fall fall behind again from um, <laughs> Mike McKenna. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, saying, uh, hi guys. Just curious, how did you two meet each other? Um, I'm one of the co-founders of a, of a game collection slash backlog tracking site called The Backloggery, backloggery.com. And uh, Corey signed up as a member there and we became friends. In part, you know, I think, I think we sort of related a lot because we were like in working in, in similar yeah. industries. You know, we were we were both you know working in, in video production and such. By the way, you can eat those things with your tongue. You can like, you can like, you can like slurp it up and then carry it. Interesting. I had no idea. This this is the boss that's was always in pictures, right? Like that big, like the big tidal wave of lava. No, I mean you, you're already past him. There was one of those in level four. Oh, like he's not even a boss. It's just a, it's just a, a blarg. This is Salvo the Slime. Where do you do video production? You guys give me a Vegas vibe. <laughs> uh, Corey, Corey worked in uh, in uh, New York City at a post-production editing house, and uh, I, I, I worked at a small college TV station. I, I, I like to think those descriptions. 
our uh, seem more in line with our personality <laughs> than it's in Vegas. I've never been to uh, Vegas. I don't, I don't think I'm nearly that uh, that 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 glamorous. <laughs> but neither of us are at those jobs anymore, and you aren't even in New York anymore. Right, but I do still do work for people from there. I just work right, you still got the. I've still got my connections too. I mean, we do freelance work. Yeah. One world down. So one of the interesting things about the GBA version is that, uh, you know, in this version, if you get a hundred on every level in a world, then you unlock a bonus level. Right. It's usually a lot harder. Um, and then if you get a hundred in that level, you unlock, you know, one of those mini games that you sometimes get at the end of levels. Like you can just like go to it. Um, uh, but the, uh, GBA version actually has a second, um, a second, uh, bonus level like an all new bonus level for every world they, 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 have, they have some added value to it yeah, yeah but to be honest I can't remember if I ever unlocked them all I remember unlocking at least the first but I can't remember also I always thought it was a little uh, a little weird um that uh Koopa Troopas, like, it I remember when I first played this, I was, like, surprised to see Koopa Troopas in World 2, because it just seems like you would expect them to be introduced sooner. Right. You know, like, waiting until World 2 to see the first Koopa Troopas? Kind of a surprise. Well, they were given the game its own identity. Yeah, I mean, it's so cool seeing like shy guys in this. You know, shy guys have ever since been like a reg like uh, Yoshi's regular enemy, and then they introduced Goombas in World Four in this, which is crazy to think about. World Four, like they aren't commonly in the game at all. What am I trying to get him to do? You you can ride him. He like faces. If you stand on top of him, he just goes where you face, and he'll he'll run over those. He's invincible. Why can't Yoshi just like like have him kill kill Bowser? <laughs> because he can only move horizontally and jump. <laughs> That's all is that is this not where I'm supposed to go? Well, you, you, this is just a bonus. Oh, like like the the other pipe. Like there's another pipe where you enter. Oh, okay. You just, you just have to go back. I saw that uh, Jeffrey Gray and. Uh, so, someone, uh, someone 
someone else I, I missed who it was someone else was, was concurring that they like this better than Donkey Country and it, it's I mean it's weird like this is a game that I love but I've never felt it's super replayable like I, I enjoy replaying it once every several years you know, like every good several years. But it's very much, I think, a game about, you know, exploration and collecting everything. And to me, that makes it less replayable. Like, I feel like the core action mechanics of Donkey Kong Country are better. And I I, I could go for playing Donkey Kong Country literally in Because it's just so fun to play. This, though, like... I mean, it's a, it's, it, it is an incredible. Whew. I know. I was waiting for you to see that. Cause that was, that was, that was close. <laughs> um, I, I feel that this game is, is an amazing first time experience, but much less replayable than Donkey Kong. I think it's because it's too involved. Maybe. I mean, it's definitely a more involved game than like, you know, the regular Mario games. I mean, the regular Mario games are very similar to Donkey Kong Country in that they're all about, you know, or largely about, you know, action and moving through the levels. Whereas this has a much more of an exploration element and the momentum is different i mean the way yoshi moves and controls is, is fundamentally different than mario or donkey Kong. um so see there's there's rick h with uh four dollars thank you saying uh hi backwards compatibility uh ps3s how do they last forever um you know it's, it's been more recently discovered. I don't know a lot of the details about it, but it's been more recently discovered that the yellow live death can be solved by swapping a capacitor. Yes, it's one specific. Like, it has much less to do with, like, needing to, like, reflow solder or, um, or, you know, needing, like, new thermal paste or something. Uh, like, apparently it's mostly a capacitor thing. I'm sure one day they might need like the thermal paste replaced or something. You know, I actually took apart a PS3 uh, Slim. I took it apart a week or two ago for Analog Frontiers Part 2. Um, but, you know, I, I bought as junk. You know, it was $8 or something. I was wondering uh, if I missed that door. Oh, wearing was... <laughs> that key for so long. Um, and you know, I, I was, I was surprised. It definitely feels like it could, uh, how did I win that? I thought he got more than me for sure. He got even, like the even number is in. Oh, I got it.
but yeah, like it definitely feels like it wouldn't be that hard to add new thermal paste to a PS3 if you had to, you know, someday in the future. Don't backwards compatible PS3s have input lag? I, I don't know. Like, it, like, is the input lag just on a system level worse than Slim's? Or do you just mean like they've got input lag on the backwards compatibility function? I don't know. Visually, though, they do look like for PS2 games, they do look amazing. Does the Ethnes One chip or Fantastic N64s get a better picture through RetroTINK, or does the model not matter? I mean, in my opinion, I think that the Fantastic N64 thing is overblown. Um, I mean, I've only ever tested one, and I don't have access to it. But it, it was clearly different from a launch N64. But I thought, I, I didn't like the colors. I thought they were too bright. Like, it, it's really easy to see uh, just in, like, the opening field in Mario 64, like, all of sort of the, the dirt in the, in the field outside the castle, like, just kind of looks like bright yellow or something. And, and some of the, the detail and the texture is lost, I feel. Um, but I've not tested one in a very long time. Certainly not haven't tested one on like a retro tank or, a, you know, a more, more current solution, you know, compared to like probably only tested on the frame Meister. Um, so, uh, I, I'm sure I've tested both a regular SNES and a one chip. Uh, on the retro tank, and I suspect the difference in that would be visible, but I, I don't think that difference on N64 really makes a whole lot of difference. Honestly, I think the N64 has some of the more passable composite video out there, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, but I, mean, I guess. <laughs> The N64. I mean, it's it's pretty blurry anyway. Yeah, I but mean, like you, it doesn't have like a lot of those like really obvious like composite artifacts and stuff. Yeah. The thing that that yeah. makes it, I guess, look bad is the uh, is the system itself. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, I mean, it's blurry, so you know that that helps the composite in a way. Um, I think this game is like I'm not sure it's that rare or worth that much, but I mean it's it's like a thirty dollar game maybe as far as I remember. But I not... used to think it was pretty expensive. I, I mean, I, I got... used to think it was expensive too. So maybe it's maybe it is still. I I don't know. I used to think it was expensive, but then I was like, oh, is it? I don't know. Look it up on on the old uh, old price charting. Um, by the way, if you want to shoot an egg straight up, you can just hold D-pad up and he'll, he won't, it won't just hold it up and it'll stay up. 
Um, <laughs> uh, there was also uh, $3 from three Canadian dollars from the 33rd bit. Thank you. Uh, saying core graphics RGB modding same as PC Engine or different. I don't know if you mean like is the quality the same or different or is the process different? I mean, I'm sure the process has got to be a little different just because the boards are different. Um, I know Voltar sells good boards for uh, RGB modding their systems, uh, which I, I definitely think is what you would you would want to go for. Um, uh, and I know he sells a few variations. Maybe send him a... Uh, Send him message uh, and see if, if he can answer. Um, by the way, you can, if you throw an egg to flower, it, it it claims it for you. So you don't like have to touch it. Oh. You know, same, for some reason I thought I knew that, but I never think about it. Second. Interesting. Okay. But in terms of the end result, I would imagine they're mostly the same. I mean, there there is an issue where PC Engine will still have jail bars. Um, if you don't, you know, even with an RGB mod, it'll have jail bars. There's like a separate mod you do to get rid of jail bars, and I actually don't have that mod. I'd like to get someday. If you, right, if you want him to hit that thing, you have to go down to the right. I see. So we'll throw it to the right. Well, too late now. Uh, there's a Craig Wan. Uh, uh, yes, thank you. Oh, my chat keeps automatically scrolling down. Uh, what are your thoughts on the design of Retrobit, the design Retrobit reveal for the upcoming Dreamcast controller? I haven't seen it. I assume you is this know. one that, that was announced a while back, or is this a new one that just, or like an update to that? Because as far as I know, it looked pretty, like kind of exactly what I would want. I've not tried the the Retro Fighters one. Is it out yet? Um, I think backers for it got it. I definitely like, like to try one. But the retro bit one looks like it's more of a traditional style. But in a good way. It looks like it's just exactly what I would want, I guess, out of a, a Dreamcast controller that looks very similar to the original. Mm -hmm. See, there's also $1.99 from Elizabeth Smith. Thank, Thank you. you. I mean, would you want a wireless three-prong N64 controller? And heck yeah. Except the, the thing is, like, I don't I don't trust anyone to make an N64 controller. <laughs> uh, you know, I... I haven't done, like, maybe the most hardcore tests on the... Um, you know, the analog stick sensitivity on the... Um, uh, on the Brawler 64. I mean, it it seems to hold up to at least some scrutiny. Um, but uh, 
otherwise like there's definitely issues in general with I mean that 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 stick I mean say what you will about its durability but it has an incredible amount of range and sensitivity that seems to be difficult to replicate but if someone got it right and made like especially like a 2.4 G version yeah yeah, I mean the N64 controller cord is a little shorter than um, some other controller cords, or at least it seems that way. So it would definitely be handy. It would be handy. Uh, and I see that there is a five euros room. I'm trying to keep up, y'all. <laughs> uh, Five euros from Fran Casal. Thank you. Same from someone who has a GBA SP001 and a modded GBA101 and likes more the 001 because of the zero ghosting. How's the IPS screen mod regarding ghosting? Um, well, I'm, I don't know if you were here earlier in the, in the stream, but uh, I, did, I started to do the IPS mods this weekend, and it went that, badly. Yeah, it went badly because I didn't. I needed to buy at least one more part. I I, I keep buying the the parts for it very piecemeal because I keep realizing like, oh, I should have this, or this would make it better, or I'd rather have have a case that's already fitted for it. <laughs> you know, I then. I decide like, oh, the 3D print br bracket is going to be a whole lot better than not having it or positioning the screen. So yeah, uh, I I not really get to use the screen yet. Um, however, I did at least manage to get the screen turned on for the 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 original Game Boy mod. And, you know, all I did was look at the Kirby's Dreamland title screen, which has... I thought like, you were going to say, all I had to do was look at it and say, main screen, turn on. <laughs> I did was look at... All, all I managed to do was... By the way, you can just... You don't have to throw an egg into that flower. It's it's sometimes easier to spit an enemy. Oh. Oh. Um, But, uh, I mean, you know, the Kirby's Dreamland title screen has, like, moving Kirby's on it. You know, not super quickly or anything, but, like, at a glance, I didn't see much much ghosting. Um, or really any, like, obviously noticeable, but I, I have not, you know, managed to really put it through its paces yet. This down here is a is an egg ricochet thing. Yeah, I figured. Um, I ain't got the eggs for that. <laughs> Not tonight, at least. Um. So so yeah, that uh, that is something that I hope to have a video information on. You know, within sometime in July, I'd say. Um, 
Uh, Warren Hoagie saying he played like four hours of Warrior Land Four Eyes IPS version two Game Boy Advance today. Zero ghosting. That sounds impressive. I mean, and Warrior Land has like a lot of black outlines, if I recall. Warrior Land Four. And the ghosting on the AGS 101 is much more noticeable on uh, like black outlines, like games that have heavy black outlines. I think that's where it really stands out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's uh, it's good to know, or good to look forward to at least. You know, I, I still love the AGS 101 screen. But I do suspect after I get this mod properly installed, I will not use it as often. Yeah, the the ghosty is unfortunate, but it otherwise like it just looks so good. It's hard to say now. Of course, I don't know if the you know how how similar all of these mods are in terms of like the screen quality, but. Looking forward to getting installed. Um, and I also saw that there was a $1.99 from Tommy Platt with no no comment, but thank you. Thank you. I'll have to wait and see what yours what the screen looks like. I would I would like to get one of the GBA ones. Mm-hmm. But I mean Don't you already have a modded horizontal one? Yes, with a with a it has the AGS one on one screen in it, mm-hmm. which I I feel for as as much as I play the Game Boy Advance in hand, handheld mode, I think that that's okay for me. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't use them handheld terribly much, honestly. But every once in a while, I will take one with me. You know, like if I visit my parents or something. You know, usually I bring you know, the Switch instead, but sometimes I, I brought a Game Boy. Um, or, you know, I've even brought on vacation before. Um, brought, a, brought the AGS 101 on vacation a few years ago. It's, you know, it's weird. Like, I think I've said this to you before. It's I, can, I, I just cannot play handheld systems like when I'm on vacation or something like that. I just have, or like traveling. I mean, I guess sometimes I do. Like, I guess I have like maybe on the plane. I guess when we were here and there I have. But for the most part, like I just have, I have no interest in playing well, handheld systems. To like, me, like, it's part of the experience. I mean, it's been a few years since we've done a family vacation, but like... You know, my dad's always the one driving, mm-hmm. you know, and man, like, just like binging on RPG during a long drive out West, like nothing like it. I love it. <laughs> See, it's like, I just, I can't do that. Like when there's other people in the car, like I'd rather just. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you've got kids and stuff. Like but I can yeah, understand. But no, but even before, like I, I mean. I've tried. I like the idea of it, but I, I just cannot do it. I, I, I enjoy it. I don't do it as much like, you know, I'll sometimes play a little like when we go to conventions and stuff. But, you know, obviously there's a lot more socializing to do at such such events. So, yeah, usually don't play as much, but I'll, I'll usually play a little. But, um... But you know what I'll also do though, 
is like if I just like want to check something in a game real quick or I want to try a game out or something like I I do you know like just pop it out regular Game Boy or something because it's just easier to do that like especially you know if the battery is charged or you've got like you know the lithium batteries in it you don't have to worry about them leaking um, you know it's easier to just like pop it in that and then check something out rather than like turn on your TV and put it in the consoleizer or load up Game Boy interface and stuff like that. It's just like the simplest way to get a Game Boy game immediately on is putting it in the actual game, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's one thing I'm looking forward to with, with the IPS screen is, you know, it's, well, I mean, it's the same reason I like CRTs, you know? I mean, it's just like something about that that instant on for turning on the game. Like, it's something that I tried to convey in some extent in Analog Frontiers Part 2. Like, it's really hard to convince some people that playing on original hardware is like from some perspective, like the simplest way to play. Like, if you've got it hooked up, like, you, and you're, especially if you're using a CRT, you just, like, turn on the CRT, you put the game in the system, and you turn it on. Like, it can literally not be simple. Whereas emulation, like, if you're used to it, sure, it's, it can be simple, but all the stuff you have to do to get it, like, properly set up and stuff can be can be quite complicated. Like I've recorded some emulation stuff that is using uh, uh, Drumble's uh, front end that he developed, you know, that he set up on my computer that, you know, appeared in Analog Frontiers 1 briefly and it will be in part two briefly as well. Um, you know, even with all that, you know, you know, extreme setup that he did on it, like, there's still, like, things about navigating the interface that just, like, make me grit my teeth every time. It's just, like, this is not... Just using real consoles is so simple and intuitive. And I feel like even using, you know, some of the devices that we use, like the FPGA stuff, I've still, I feel like setting them up is simpler. Like, they, they, it is much more intuitive getting to the uh, uh, to the features that matter. Uh, you missed a donation from Scott Davis. Oh, I did see that. And then I got off on a ramp. Uh, 999, thank you, sir. Uh, saying, hey dudes, do you guys play those Dark Souls style games? During Shelter in Place, I've gotten over the in initiation hurdle, and I'm now deep into Dark Souls 3. Demon Soul Remaster may hurry my PS5 purchase. I I'm glad to hear you're uh, you're enjoying that, Scott. I, uh, I'm definitely a big fan of those games. Like, once you sort of get a foothold in it, like, you realize that it's like, not as hard as the hype. Like, it's it's really, you know, I, I very much think of them almost like a 3D version of Castlevania, you know, where 
you know, everything, enemies are exactly the same. They're in the same place every time you continue from the checkpoint, you know, your bonfire or whatever. Uh, you, uh, you know, you, you're, you're not asked to do any better than at least as good as you did the last time. And then you've lost nothing if, as long as you do as well as you did the last time. So it very much, I think, scratches that, you know, old school gaming itch, I think, uh, in terms of just that, you know, sort of pushing yourself to learn to play the levels better and stuff. Um, I love them. I, I'm, I, I've played Dark Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, and Bloodborne, but I've not played uh, Sekiro. Oh, there is a donation from Jonathan Hinson that's going to pop up on, on the screen. Only on the stream? Yes. Uh, thank you. $5. Thank you. Confession. Yeah. Having access to any classic game and instance has affected my experience with them. Like movie streaming, I either have paralysis of choice or switch the game 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Any tips on overcoming this? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something I realized very early on with emulation. Yes. And that was... That was why I never really got deep into it. Uh, I mean, even with the Everdrives, like, I'm just like, not, like, to me, the Everdrives are a tool, you know? Yes, very uh, much we, with, me, with me as well. I mean, yeah, like this, you're playing the game for your own enjoyment. You're playing your cartridge, you know? Yes, and, and I'm playing it on my original cartridge so that it, you know, the, the save is committed to the, the battery that's on it. Yes, in the fresh battle, you know. Yes. So, um, I think that's important. Um, you know, having a, a limitation uh, for what you play that makes you commit to the game much more. Yeah. Um, and it might sound weird, but I feel like the the the, the whole like the thought process behind it is like it's just just play, like really invest the time in the games that you pay for. Yes, that, that, that's a big part of it. Like, I spent money on this, like, rather than quitting it, you know, the first slight frustration that I come across. Um, uh, you know, I paid money for this. I'm going to try again and again and again. And then it, eventually it clicks, you know? So I, I think it's, I mean, there's, I think some people would be like, oh, that seems silly, you know, but because there's a lot of people that, you know, oh, yeah. want to have every game available to them. But I mean, like, I, I just can't do it. Like, I have no idea. I mean, I use it as a tool yeah. and I have no desire to invest uh, time to play through a game. And they'll say, oh, that's just, you know, your own mental hang-up. You should get over it. And it's like, well, you know what? Like, it, it, it makes me happy, you know, to play games this way. So, yeah, you know, that that's... But, you know, I think even if you're, like, you know, deep into emulation or something, I think, uh, you know, our, our friend Drumble, who has been deep into emulation for, for a while now, he has, you know, a digital honor system. And the way that works is any game he owns, like he owns a bunch of games physically, but he just has no interest in hooking up the systems. Anymore. 
So he only adds to his emulator games that he, if he owns it physically, he, he can add it. Uh, if he owns it digitally, like through Virtual Console or PlayStation Network or something like that, he adds it to it. And for example, sometimes he might buy like an arcade collection. You know, maybe it'd be on PS2, maybe it'll be on Steam or whatever. But he'll just add those arcade games individually through his emulator setup. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he only has ready access to those games, and that helps keep keep him focused on actually playing the games that he is adding to his backlog. Um, and, you know, if a game is so expensive that he, you know, it's, it's not worth buying, uh, you know, the physical version, there's no digital version available. He, he does what he calls his digital honor system. He'll donate to a charity the number of dollars that, hmm. you know, the virtual console version or whatever would be worth. So, like, say he wants, like, you know, uh, some super expensive Super Nintendo game that never was released on virtual console. He would donate $8 to a charity and he can add it with the implication that should that game ever get a digital re-release he is obligated to buy so I, th I think little things like that i mean yeah you know some people might call that mental gymnastics mm -hmm. but you know what i mean that's how humans work you know we have our little ideas that make us happy you know what can i what can i say yeah. uh you know some people you know and, and people who say that oh you know I, i've got every game ever made blah 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 it's so great that you know and they think they think that it doesn't have an impact on how they feel about the games they play but i wouldn't be surprised if it actually does they think it doesn't but it but it does you know, like mm -hmm. I'm sure some people are completely unaffected by it, but I bet a lot of people who think they aren't actually are affected in a way that they don't realize, you know? Yeah. But, you, got, you got a lot more to catch up on. Yeah, I know. I know. I started going on a, on a, on a, on a ramble there. You triggered one of the, the topics I like to talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, how to manage, uh, you know, having access to everything uh, there was five dollars oh, from alan five seven nine five uh with no comment but thank you thank you uh and then there was 499 from old paul sutton thank uh you. saying other than terminator 2 and aliens what is james cameron's best film and why hasn't try seen it <laughs> well terminator one yeah, I mean, I, I love Terminator 1. I mean, I, I do, but... I, I mean, I... I, gotta be I honest, really love I'm, True Lies. I really, really like True Lies. And it's been a I, long I time since honest, I've seen I'm, it. I'm not like, I might like Terminator 1 a little... Maybe a tiny bit more than Terminator 2? I mean, that's, that is not an a, a, uh, unpopular opinion. There's, there's a lot of people that do. They like the, the more horror aspects of the I like the horror atmosphere of it, yeah. I, I like both. Like, I gotta be honest, like, after uh, you and I went to see um, uh, Terminator Dark Fate, which I, I really liked. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I rewatched Terminator 2. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, 
kind of don't like the kid that plays John Connor. Like, his acting is a little off. Like, well, that was the first thing he ever acted in. I know, but like, he, I feel like he is not that good. Like, well, Sarah Connor is amazing. In it. Absolutely amazing. But John Connor is, is not that good. I have, I have no problem with him. I think that he yeah. does a very good job. And he is, he, I don't feel like he's an annoying kid. He's a little, just a little annoying. But outside of him just well, being I like mean, minorly, minorly annoying, it's an incredible. But I, I might like Terminator One. Well, one's an action movie, the other one's a horror movie. So, I mean, it's it's. I understand. I understand the uh, liking one more than the other. But I, I, I just love. I love two. I think two. Just that the last third of the movie is such a good it's just like one non-stop action sequence and the thing i always liked about james cameron is that his his action action sequences like they always feel like they have like this like technical aspect to them that i guess it's, it's hard to explain um i need to bounce this yes you know they always like use these like cool looking guns and uh there's no like quick cutting or anything. It's just it's very just just fairly straightforward, but it just seems very technically competent. Uh, but have, have you have you seen True Lies? I've not. I actually didn't okay, realize that's that. Okay, that's probably the, well. I mean, that or the Abyss, I guess, are the two that the, those are the two best <laughs> ones that you haven't seen. And why haven't you seen them? <laughs> I would like to. I would like to. Uh, there was also nine ninety nine from Julio Rivera. Uh, twice. If that was a mistake, uh, please do feel free to uh, to correct that. Uh, if not, thank you. And uh, even if so, thank you. <laughs> uh, but but uh, if that was it, sometimes people make that mistake where they accidentally click it through twice. Uh, so please please feel free to correct your mistake if so. Um, <laughs> no, I, I see that someone was saying about the uh, the bad to the bone scene in Terminator Two, like feeling too corny. And I wonder if I would feel different different if I had seen it as when I was older. Because uh, at the time it was it just it really worked for me. But then I look at stuff that's you know I look at t Terminator Three and like the whole talk to the hand stuff is is definitely way too corny for me that yeah but at the same time like that is like slang talk that is from like a period when we were older and like doesn't resonate as much like i i can understand that the you know bad to the bone or whatever you know like that's it's it's very indicative of the time the movie came out you know Yeah, but like when John Connor is like talking, like teaching the Terminator, like slang talk and stuff. Uh, but like, that's like that's an iconic part of the movie, I think. It is, but like his the 
John but, Connor's delivery comes across weird. Like he uh, does, really, I, I feel like he seems exactly like exactly like a, uh, like a thirteen-year-old like kid. Come, if it came across like the actor like wasn't used to actually saying, I don't know. Like I always thought his delivery was a little. That's one of the scenes that that jumps out. I, I I I feel like I'm making it sound like I don't like Terminator 2. I think it's incredible, but uh, you know, just just little little things. Uh, there was also five dollars from Casual Play. Thank you. Uh, saying try your collection is lame. Where is your Sharps 6800 Fairchild Channel F Jaguar uh, 3DI? I assume you mean CDI 3DO Odyssey Pioneer Laser Active and Television and Click. I have a Clicko. I do have a Coleco. It's not. It's not. Not hooked up. It has an RGB mod that doesn't really work. I'm going to try to get Dan Koontz to get that working for me more properly sometime. <laughs> Cause I know he's got some Coleco experience. See, I don't. I think I told you about this. How I have a weird thing. I don't feel like I used to do it when I was when I was young. But I have like these days. I feel like I have such a hard time committing to a jump in certain games, where I always I always do like this weird kind of turn back at the very top of it. Mm-hmm. Just just to help me land where I want to land, but you'll see me do it a lot, right? Constantly jump forward and I like this. Well, so, some, sometimes I'll, uh... I don't feel like I did that. Sometimes, like, I'll... I'll, like, make a jump, and I'll, like, chicken out of it, and then, like, I die on my way back. Yeah, I guess this, this is... is Kind of like, similar to that, but I just do it like every I'm time not... I jump. If you like, once you once you see it, you won't be able to unsee it. I guess. Oh, like every time you jump right, you have to have like a little. You have to feather it to the left a little. Yeah, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. But but sometimes I uh... <laughs> feather it to the left. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what you're doing. It's just like, ooh, I don't. I don't really want to do a full body jump, you know? <laughs> um, like, oftentimes I'll like, like start off doing a really tough jump, and then like, I, I'll be doing it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. And I, I back out mid-jump and try to go back to the left. But... Uh, but then it... Uh, like, it would have been better... Like, I might have made the jump if I just committed to it. and then I, But I failed to make it back. <laughs> well, we got $2 from Bits, uh, Bitspasm. I like that name. Is uh is is lazy game reviews and any upcoming vids like John and PS2. 
Uh, yeah. right now but it's it's possible i mean he was in was it the genesis episode or the saturn episode yeah he was in the saturn episode i'll be mean, very briefly not not like a full-on segment like john had in uh in the ps i mean i feel like I, I i like the idea of making a tradition going forward of of having having a guest in in RGB episodes mm -hmm. because uh, you know I, I feel like especially someone who's an expert on some matter like John is on the PS2 you know it can add some some credibility to it <laughs> see there was uh, uh, also a five from uh, David Denuzio again thank you thank you uh, Saying super lame collection. Why don't you guys uh, IPS mod a tiger game cop? <laughs> <laughs> lame collection. Do it over. <laughs> is is train Yoshi the best Yoshi? Maybe. Mm, you, you don't get to use them all that often. I'm just I'm just saying purely from a visual standpoint. He is pretty cool. I will say, yeah. I, I like the helicopter though I mean the helicopter is like the default one kind of I guess but I, I like the helicopter you know it's interesting because you say you could beat this game very quickly but it feels way longer than it looks I guess it, yeah I mean it's only six worlds with oh it's only six worlds okay I mean, it, but I mean, when I say very quickly, like I, I probably wouldn't have done it in two hours, but you know, if it went to midnight, I'm, I feel fairly confident I would have finished it. And here I am, I'm only in world two. Yeah, well, but you know, you're you're not rushing it, though, you know. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I don't know this game like the back of my hand or anything, but I know it well enough to rush it. <laughs> uh, we got uh, four four nine nine from Paul Sutton again. <laughs> so, other than Shadow War Succession, what is the 3DO's best game, and why hasn't tried played it? You know, I'm honestly not sure. Like, have I ever played 3DO? I probably played a 3DO at your house at some point. I mean, maybe yeah. But maybe not. Uh, I don't recall holding the controller, honestly. It's probably a, an easy, an easy answer or a cheap I answer, but I would say that Road Rash is probably the best game on the system. Well, I thought I thought you were going to say Road Rash. What was the other one you were going to say? Oh, I mean, I was going to. I mean, Road Rash is without a doubt the best game on the system. I think. In my but opinion. what was the game you were saying? I was just saying that. If, oh, geez. Get back here. Uh, I mean, I say like, I mean, I don't know what else people would say. There's probably a lot of other. I mean, he said other than war, uh, Shadow War of Succession. Uh huh. Which is a glorious game. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a lot of effort put in to make that game as good as it could be. Mm -hmm. uh, Super Street Fighter 2 is excellent. It's a really good soundtrack. But I feel that Road Rash. 
is the iconic game on the system, even though it's been ported elsewhere. That same version. But I, I really like it. Uh, the latest SD2 SNES causes game to freeze on the title screen for me. Is that do you mean like the one with the, the Super Game Boy uh, firmware? Oh, does that one have glitches with some games? Oh, maybe it does. I mean, the just the firmware? Like the firmware or, or like your, your unit itself, I wonder. Oh, I don't know. I mean... You know, at the end of the day, I mean, the the Super FX portion, I mean, or any expansion chip portion on on the flash cartridges are, you know, it's it's technically emulation, you know. You know, that portion of the hardware is emulation. So, you know, it, it can have mistakes. Yeah. So honestly. Huh? To say, um, the firmware would allow the Super Game Boy. So, I mean, I guess that maybe there's some weirdness going on. I'm sure that, that they're talking now and there will be an official release of that happening. And probably will work out like different bugs and everything with it. Uh, Retro 2 getting GBA saves. Um,. I don't know. I haven't really heard anything. I haven't been following the scene too closely. I don't know if anything new is is happened with the retro since I did the video last year. I basically got everything that I wanted to do with it done back then. I just haven't done anything since because I haven't just haven't needed to. So I stopped following it super closely. Have you beat uh, Yoshi's Woolly World? Yes. Yes, I did finish that. That, that. That's that's the only great Yoshi's Island sequel. Yeah. Did you play Crafted World? Is that not that great? It's it's okay. And that's the same people who did Woolly World, right? It is. It is. So, so you think they just like really did did the best that they could with with Woolly World, and there was little. Well, it's it's a very it different it's a very different game, really. Yeah. Like it's got a different momentum and kind of a different focus. Um, it's a much more laid back game, I guess. I see. Um, and much more about like finding. I mean, these games are about finding things too, but that one, like even more so. Like it, it has its moments, but I also felt like sometimes like the environments were never really, were, were holding back the game's imagination because it felt like there was, um, I don't know, a lot of repeated concepts. Like I felt like the, the craft, The, the the craft aesthetic could have been more could have been better explored I thought 
see there is uh there is uh four pound uh four nine nine pounds from start select oh i like that name yeah okay. I've, i i i apologize for what what sony and microsoft have done to you start select <laughs> i feel very upset about it um says uh just dropping by to say thank you for the awesome videos on my way to work now so I'll be catching up on video on demand. Yay for 4.30 a.m. starts. <laughs> I guess if you're used to it, that's one thing. But I wish I could wake up at 4 a.m. and feel like, you know, I'd slept. Ah, Elizabeth Smith uh, donated uh, $1.99 saying, ever buy a counterfeit GBA game without realizing it? I mean, technically, it, it, it's possible for any of us. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I always try to be careful. I don't think I have bought any counterfeit GBA games, but I have bought a counterfeit DS game without realizing it. Uh, and I didn't realize it for like a year. Um, it was Super Princess Peach. Which, uh, luckily, I was it's able to get a real. It's hard to come by a real copy of Peach. That. Um, uh, it doesn't really co it come up that commonly in stores, and it's like always fake on it. Um, and I used to have it. Like I got it when it when it came out and you know i, I completed it 100 percent you know just uh, got rid of it at some point in the collection purge i wanted to get it again just to have it um so i got on ebay you know and a year later i realized it was fake and then a local game store i was just talking to the manager about it and uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know why I brought it up. And he like went in the back room and brought out this mint condition uh, case and manual and all the papers that came with the game. Uh, all of it, mint condition, just no game. And he sold it to me for five bucks, which I thought was a really good deal. And then several months later. I found card only um, legit at another local game store. So I put so together. You put, you put it together. I put it together. I, I'm trying to do the same thing with Twilight Princess GameCube. I, I was I was <clears throat> generously I'm very given. Very fortunate that the. I bought that one the day it came out because I didn't get a Wii until like a year and a half after it was released. Two years yeah, ago. I, uh, I, I was very generously given a case and manual for it. So I just need to find a loose disc sometime. Uh, and there was also uh, $2 from John DiLoretto. De Thank you. Thanks. Are you guys excited for the analog pocket? Definitely. 
definitely. I bet that's going to be a busy few weeks for us, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hopefully Analog Frontiers is done <laughs> at the time. Yeah, because... that'd be nice. Uh, I mean, if it's not, then, you know, I just got to drop everything to work on that. I mean, that's... The... I, I always enjoy the, the analog uh, releases, though, because, like, it's it's the only thing that's, like, a big enough of a deal where we get review units and a bunch of people get review units and, you know, there's an embargo that yeah. you really want to hit, you know? And the race like, is on to see. There's, gonna... there's, yeah, there's, I mean, it's... It is really challenging work to get our video done by then, but it's also like it's, it's kind of a rush, you know. Like it's it's always fun seeing everyone releasing the video at the same time. Of course, there's you know then there's always the people that don't understand the concept of embargoes, and you yeah, know they get really there's angry. Always, there's, always, there's always like ten comments right away. They're like. Hmm, all these YouTubers released a video at the exact same time. Suspicious. What am I looking for here? I, I can't pick those up. Oh, got a uh, 499 from, from Bill Russell <clears throat> saying, favorite video game movie adaptation. Mine is Mortal Kombat. That, that's, a, that's a solid pick. Yeah, I mean, I think that Mortal Kombat is definitely up there. I mean, I think yeah, I, the only thing I would put close to is probably Silent Hill. I mean, and Silent Hill, too, Silent Hill, I, I feel is is very good until like basically the very very end. I mean, I I, I think there's a lot of people that don't like Silent Hill, but I, I feel that especially the beginning where it is, it is using specific camera angles from the game. It's very, it's, it's, it's good. And you've, you've never seen it, but I, it's, it's on the, it's, it's, I've always met, like, I always thought it looked pretty good. Um, I mean, I'd like to, I remember when it came out, I saw it twice in the theater. I'd never do that. I mean, you know, to be honest, like, I generally don't, I, 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 I feel like I'm more tolerant of video game movie adaptations than a lot of people are. Like, I just, Pretty easy going about it. I think if you drop one of those big eggs, I got all of those tap taps. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, there is a uh, there's a, a donation that's gonna pop up. It looks like it's only in the chat or in the in the video. Dollar ninety nine from Gaming Blows. Is this the worst mainline Mario game? Uh, no, and I don't consider it a mainline Mario. It's different. It's, it's a totally, the Yoshi games are completely different. And it's it's an amazing game. Like I said before, I don't find it as replayable. It's like Donkey Kong Country and the other Mario games. 
Um, but you have to keep in mind that in Japan, this is not branded Super Mario World 2. Like, like this is from a development perspective was not really meant to be Super Mario game. They just did it to have the name on it, you think? For marketing purposes. Like I said, like Nintendo of America must have like thought this was a nightmare to market this like, you know, crayon artwork baby game, right? You know, especially in the 90s, like this this must have been a hard sell. So they thought, well, why don't we call it Super Mario World 2? People like Super Mario um but the the worst mainline Mario game I think is easily New Super Mario Brothers 2. I mean I would consider I would consider those mainline Mario more than this. Sunshine is the worst 3D Mario, but I would I would say that I like it. I like it more than New Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2. I kind of like New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I mean, all those games are basically the same, but I do feel that Wii is the strongest of the new. Sunshine. I was I was get New Super Mario Brothers out mixed up with with Nude Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> You, 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 have you not played that one? I'm just kidding. No, I must have missed it. But was that one of the CDI games? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually playing Sunshine earlier today. Recording footage for Analog Frontiers Part 2 that I thought was actually kind of funny. <laughs> there's, there's a few moments where I tried to have a little humor in it. Yeah. When you show my bad modding skills. Oh is. yeah, there's. <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. There's this, there's this part where uh, Corey did a video log of trying to install or fix. You were trying to fix a, a mod chip in a PS1, right? Yes. And uh, you like. You've got it like you've got like electrical tape on the bottom of the motherboard like trying to hold it in place and it's like like the wires keep like popping up and you just like put your hand on it and then you remove your hand and it pops back up again you pat it yeah i, I give it the little <laughs> i give it a little double tap it gives a little double tap yeah i i, I thought it was funny Voltar uh, very generously gathered some footage from his old episodes for me so that I could have some good, like, close-up modding B-roll. You know, I don't think Lost Levels is that bad, actually. Uh, I, I kind of, I feel like when I played through the original Famicom version, uh, on the stream, like, gosh, what was it? Probably three years ago at this point, maybe two and a half, three years ago, probably. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was the January stream of the. Uh, it was a, it was a January stream. It might have been the first stream of the year, whatever year it was. 
Um, but, uh, I, uh, uh, I, you know, I, I was able to finish in one stream, you know? Yeah, I remember it taking a while. You know, a lot of other games are streaming. I mean, I thought it, you know, I was able to, I was able to handle it. Oh, we got a interesting question here with $5 from Ed the Nerd. Thank you. Saying, uh, what boxes make the cut and stay? Do you keep boxes for third-party stuff? Also, commu community or RGB hardware like RetroTink, Analog, FrameMeister, etc. Um, I keep almost all hardware boxes, and you like I usually. Give you, I give you all like controller boxes and, and, and console hardware boxes because I just I do not have the room for system boxes. No. So I, I usually give that all that stuff to you. Yeah. So I I I I, I keep hardware boxes. Um I uh I keep basically everything that's not like just like a you know, like if it's like a controller that comes in like one of those packages that's just like it's got like the cardboard back and then it's got like the plastic formed in the shape of the accessory you know i'll throw those away like early on in the amiibo craze like i just like i kept the boxes like i i took the amiibo out but like i was just like piling up the boxes in a corner uh eventually i was just like i just i gotta put them in the trash and just just I just gotta got cut that off, you know. <laughs> I just gotta put an end to it. It's over. I'm not keeping those boxes. <laughs> um, Third-party controllers and stuff. Like I usually keep those boxes. Um, I, I do keep the boxes for uh, Frame Meister. Uh, you know, you gave me your uh, D uh, D Ten Nano box. Yeah, I mean, there's certain boxes I would keep, but I mean, I mean, it's, that's one of the reasons I don't even like to get like special editions of stuff either, because it's just I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have the room for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of special editions, like in general. Like they're okay, and I, I like having them. I mean, I don't mind like certain things, like 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 the working design stuff. Like that stuff is. You know, it's it's not so it's big that it's just gonna take up all all this space. But I I can't stand like these giant ones. Like I do not own a single. Well, actually, I do own one special edition that ha that has a statue in it, and that's just because it was a it's like a Wind Waker HD with like a, it has a tiny little statue in it of of like Ganon from that, mm. and I only got that because I got at the Nintendo World Store when it when that released and they had one left I'm like oh it's the same price I'll just get that <laughs> and then I I never got around to playing the game so and I then it I ended up getting a copy of it with just like the box or just like not the box but like just like the the game in a normal case for like 
three dollars at a at a pawn shop, mm -hmm. and that's just that's the version I use. <laughs> I never even went through and opened up the. Uh, I keep on coming in here. I don't have. I, don't, I do not have the Halo Reach sculpture. Uh, sometimes, I mean, in in terms of, of Halo Three, I got the there's like a kind of a bigger box version of that, and I hated it. So I ended up buying a standard case for Halo Three off of eBay. I put it in. I I, I just I, I really get annoyed with non-standard size cases. I have this yeah. I have this <clears throat> copy of for the PS3 this copy of Hitman trilogy. And that was that came out at a time when when Square was doing these uh, like kind of like digibook type case releases. And I, I have not even played Hitman Trilogy because that case just like annoys me so much. I don't even want to open it. <laughs> I um, I mean, I'm not like the biggest fan of like steel books. Mm -hmm. If anybody like else, wait, really, is if anybody out there has a whoa. I'm, has a copy of Hitman Trilogy that is just like in a standard PS3 case. I will, and you want the other kind, I will trade you. <laughs> I did that with uh, Kingdom Hearts HD when it came out. That came in one of those stupid cases too. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, like, well, you know, what, what? One box I really don't like is the uh, the Mass Effect Trilogy. Oh box. yeah, yeah. Like, do you, you, you got the Xbox 360 version of that, I assume? No, I, I don't have... I have the... Uh, PS3 I, I have them all standalone. I, I mean, oh, I, oh, you never got that. But that's like... It is just like a cardboard... Right, right. I know you're talking thing, about. Like a cardboard thing that unfolds. See, I don't, see that doesn't bother, <clears throat> bother me that much. Because at least it's, it's like a standard height, I guess. I I've think got Bioshock one and two on the 360 that, like, it's again, it's one of those fold-out cardboard right. oh, yeah, things. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have that too. That that one doesn't bother me either because it's 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 standard size. Well, Sandy yeah. ate a good chunk of it when when she was a puppy. Right. I remember that happening in your like because it was like on the shelf, like kind of at her level. Like, I got out of the shower one day, and she's just going, nom, 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 I'm the Bioshock. Something about that cardboard, I guess. <laughs> but, uh... It's just so good. It's, just, it's, it's so good when it hits your lips. <laughs> I love, love that cardboard. But, uh... But I mean, uh, like just that stuff. Like I, that's one of the reasons I just don't get. Yeah, a lot of I mean, you know, stuff. I think steel books have been much better. They have, and not, and and they're they seem to be standard size. They are standard size, and they're much better. Like the, there was some steel book that earlier in the generation I didn't like very much, but like, like uh, Valkyria Chronicles, um, right. Like came in a really nice one, and most of the other PS, um, I don't like, really like Fantasy like Twelve or... very much. But like the PS, the PS Four ones, I really like. Like the Persona Four one is really nice. I love that. One. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the the Final Fantasy twelve uh, Zodiac Age Steelbook is pretty nice too. Yeah. But you know, I've got the original PS two launch Steelbook for Final Fantasy twelve. Like, part of me kind of wants like. I mean, the American box for Final Fantasy Twelve isn't that great, but part of me wants to get one sometime. Just oh, I have a steel book for that. I do, I do too. Yeah, and I, I've, I've seen the the American or like the just like a standard box version at like yeah. half price books before, and I've almost bought it. Yeah, I've almost bought it too. I mean, it's it's cheap. Yeah, it's like what well, like one of the things I I'm really annoyed with is the the cases for. Uh, like the Trails of Cold Steel, like the of one and two on the on the PS4, they come in. Oh, like that case, but oh, no, no, I'm talking things. about the not the uh, not the one you think it is. I'm not talking about the the PS the PS3 versions, not the bigger one. I'm talking about the PS4 version comes in like in a oversized box, and then inside mm. of there you have the um, like the steel books and stuff like that. At some point, I bought uh, a standard box for Final Fantasy 13 2 because I love the collector's edition of that game because it comes with a full soundtrack, like a full four-disc soundtrack, which like... Wait, wait oh, for Final Fantasy 13 2 Yeah, which like never happens. Yeah, I, I bought a, I bought a, a standard like edition a as well, though. Multi-disc soundtrack, and I'm like, okay, like I, I need that because... I would be importing the soundtrack anyway, but like it, good soundtrack it, in that, game. that was great. Yeah. Uh, but like it juts out so far from the shelf and is like taller than standard games too. So I finally got like a standard 13 two. And then I just, I put the, I put the collector's edition 13 two on my soundtrack shelf, <laughs> which like, I have like all of my non-standard soundtrack, cases uh in a in like a, a separate section what am i supposed to do here do you know oh the the spike above the pipe uh reveals a hidden a hidden uh, uh i didn't realize until just now i can destroy it Uh, I'm pretty sure this is OSSC. Yes, indeed. But yeah, the Final Fantasy XII PS2 steelbook, like, that was the first steelbook I ever had. I think that was the first I'd ever heard of. Um, and, like, it... It didn't have, like, an outer sleeve, at least not to my recollection. I used to throw away, like, DVD sleeves and stuff. Um... So if it did come with an outer sleeve, I, I must have thrown it away. But like it, it's not like super scratch, but it has little scratches on it. And the disc is like really hard to get out of it. So like, I kind of just want to get a standard copy of that. So the disc wait, wait of which one? Final Fantasy 12 PS2. Because every time I pull the disc out for that, like I feel like I'm going But like the Zodiac Age Steelbook, I think is really nice. Like the PS2 Steelbooks are, by and large, quite good. So uh, the the boss for this level mm -hmm. uh, on the 
on the world map, it just says the potted ghost. <laughs> but in uh, the official uh, player's guide, they call him Roger the potted ghost. And I wonder to what extent that is official. <laughs> you know, that's a darn good question. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think about these things. Those shy guys are pretty great. Do I just gotta push him off one time? One time? Well, you can duck when he. Oh, really? Goes snatch you, yeah. Look, he's got that face. That look on his face. <laughs> See you later, Roger. Roger the Potted Ghost. I don't. I. I. I'd be curious to know what the Japanese names of all the bosses are. I know the names of all. Of them. Bert the Bashful, Salvo the Slime, Bigger Boo, Roger the Potted Ghost, Prince Froggy, Naval Piranha, Marching Milda, Hookbill Koopa, Sluggy the Unshaven, <laughs> Raphael the Raven, Tap 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 the Golden, and Bowser. I'm gonna go fill up my water. I was pretty obsessed with this game. I'll be right back. Okay. History of 2D fighters and history of 3D fighters. That would definitely be. That sounds like more like a John Lineman subject. Because John especially loves 3D fighters. I think he has a deep fascination with the early evolution of 3D fighters. It's a great game on 3DS that would be good for a plane trip. You know, I think the last time I took my 3DS on a plane, I think I played the virtual console version of Super Mario World. <laughs> I think uh, Kirby Triple Deluxe or Kirby Planet Robobot would be good plane games, with the exception of those are maybe the best soundtracks on 3DS, especially Robobot. You definitely want to hear that soundtrack clearly. So good. So good. Man. Th those tri triple, triple Deluxe and Planet Robobot need some console ports. Although I would like them to run at 60 frames per second like they do on 3DS, unlike Star Allies, which is 30 frames per second. Hopefully they wouldn't. It would scale it back to them. 
Uh, drums emulator PC is is not particularly beefy. I think he, he I, I think he's looking to maybe build a new one sometime. Uh, I mean, I think it's. I don't remember when he built it. It was probably. No, I was probably maybe four or five years ago. So it's getting a little old. I think he's got maybe like a GTX 1070 in it or something. Uh, I think an Intel processor of some kind. So, so yesterday I finally did it. Finally broke down and got Knack 2. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it. For definitely for a couple of years, I think at this point. But game, but GameStop had a online deal yesterday where you could get Knack Two for seven ninety nine. New or used? Used. But I mean, no. let's 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 be let's be but let's be honest. I mean, how heavily used do you think this game is? Probably not very. Yeah. So I did it. But so I mean, seven ninety nine you know, was was the price for me. You know, I think I think I think Knack One and Two are both pretty okay games, and I will defend them. Yeah, I still haven't finished Knack Two though, because like a year ago, you and I started co-oping it. Right. It does have does not have online co-op. No, I need to I need to I need to finish that. Yeah. Oh, that was a nine ninety nine donation from uh, Alan from Lopez. Him. I do see that. Thank you. Uh, I could never get a picture as crisp as your setup with FrameMeister O or OSSC. I use Pack-a-Punch SCART cables and just use downloaded presets. How can I get it as optimal as your setup? Well, I mean, I'm... I mean, you should be getting just, just as good you as... You should uh, be getting about what we get, yeah. I mean, uh, the... You know, the... Um, the download profiles, if you use like the Firebrand X Pixel Purest ones on FrameMeister, I mean, that's what we use on FrameMeister. OSSC, you know, Bob sometimes gives me a hard time not using the optimized profiles. Yeah, the... we, we, you guys had a little talk about that. I mean, I think that's kind of a good, maybe you should explain that because I, I agree with you. Like, I like the, like, I, one of the things I like about the OSSC is I don't have to, like, I don't feel like I need to like load up profiles because I'm content yeah. with how the generic looks. Correct. But there, there is a reason why you like to use the uh, the non the the non optimized ones though. At least in right. our videos. Yeah. So, um, the I mean, as far as I can tell, I mean. You know, when you do the optimized profiles, which is, is is a good bit of work to dial it in. And I'm always paranoid, like, what if there's actually, like, some flickering pixels I'm just not seeing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, it's going to be different for, you know, every system. In the case of Genesis, it's going to be different on a game-to-game -game basis because you might have two, 256 wide games, 320 wide games. Right. And I guess um, if there was... If there was settings or anything like that you could have it like detect mm -hmm. like it to like load presets or something based on certain well of course it does i mean all you have to do is go into the settings for the ossd and 
and say what you want on a per resolution basis. So right, right. You go in and you say, I want 4X for 240p. I want 4X for 480i. I want 2X for 480p. You know, just set all those, save it, and then all you do is flick it on. I think you can choose which input you want to be the default when you first turn it on. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. in my case, it's RGB. You save that, and you like never have to push any buttons on it except changing the input. That's all you have to do. And the generic 4.3 sampling, I think, works great for everything. And the reason I use the generic is because I, in my opinion, I don't think your aspect ratio is quite right when you use the... Um, when you use the uh, uh, the the optimized sampling profiles, because what that's doing is giving you hard edges, and there's only two ways you can get truly hard edges on pixel graphics, and that is correct aspect ratio at non-integer sizing, or integer sizing and not 100% correct aspect ratio or cutting off some overscan. Uh, I mean, there are times where not having the correct aspect ratio actually works out pretty well. Say, uh, 320 pixel wide Genesis games or, or something like that. Um, uh, you know, especially 320 wide pixel games, not, not bad. But technically, those games still should be skinnier than that. And 256 games should be wider. And if you're using the optimized sampling, you know, that I love interpolation because interpolation gives the impression of sharp pixels while actually technically being a little smooth. Well, like, look at this stream here. You look at the pixels here. Would, would you from a normal sitting distance would you look at that and say oh man i wish i wish those i wish the horizontal axis were a little sharper no you you can't tell reasonably you know i mean if you're like really zooming in you can tell but then you don't have the correct aspect ratio so the generic gives you the correct aspect ratio no funny business there and it's ever so slightly smoothly interpolated. Which is, is is the best of both worlds. It looks sharp. I mean, if you really looked at it on a microscope, you'd see like, oh, there's a little smoothing between these pixel edges. But it's so slight. Really quick, so try uh, pause it because they're going to see a... Okay, I see it. I see it. KD937 uh, with 1999. Wow. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Jeez. Uh, saying, I learned a lot from watching your videos and they helped me develop an interest in RGB gaming. Thank you for all you do in the community. Well, thank, thank you, for, you. for watching. Thank you. Yes. Very much. But yeah, well, there, there, there's a little RGB rant for you, though. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> did you go in it like how that you like it because it, you, rec you like it because it looks like what you would get? 
Like what? Right. I mean, yes, you could get the optimized settings on your TV. I saw someone saying the optimized settings don't work on every TV too, which is a good. Well, thing. yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing with me is that like once you get into it, you have to optimize it for different TVs. But the problem is, is like I, those optimized settings for me will sometimes work with my capture card and maybe not my monitor or maybe mm -hmm. my monitor or maybe my monitor but not my tv or maybe mm -hmm. you know and and not my capture card so it's yeah. when i have like the like like the setup that i am i have oh geez that's no way i'm getting that it just it becomes too challenging to get it to work everything to work with everything that i have running at any time and then if i was to like create setups for each of those things and there's each of those uh devices and there's no there's that's way too many presets yeah yeah they have to juggle like the best thing about the ossc is you just flick it on and you can turn a bunch of systems on and off without having to do anything like i love that about it like i mean it's just right. it's so simple to use you know the frame meister it's very much worth loading the different profiles per system, I think. But the OSSC is so dead simple in that regard. And and I, I love that. Um, <laughs> Scepter Sever says, you just sold me on generic 4.3. I'm done with settings. I mean, I can understand there the appeal. Is certainly it a, is, like, it is, it is a little it. bit more sharp, but realistically, are you going to notice that extra sharpness? I don't think so. I mean, there, there's very... certainly a reason for it in terms of, of, you know, stuff like stuff that like Bob does. Absolutely, yeah. like these like really hyper uh, close up no, things. And not only that, but he's also using different direct RGB capture. Yes, exactly, exactly. I, mean, I understand. Like a lot of like, there is definitely a place for that. Where like, okay, maybe you're doing like a, a, a let's play channel or a long play channel or something, and it's like, <coughs> <coughs> and it's, I want the the best possible capture. Right. I want the best capture. Us though, like. I feel like our perspective, what we're trying to convey is like, how is this going to look for playing your games? Like, if I was to make a video about optimal capture, that'd be one thing. But it's like, what can you, what, what does this look like on your TV when you're actually playing? Right. That's what I want to convey. And two, I feel like the interpolated horizontal axis, like, kind of just makes it look more like a real console, you know? Like it, like if you have like an integer scaled horizontal axis, I feel like, or, or, or a non integer scaled horizontal axis, to me that just makes it look like an emulator. Yeah. Like it's much less common for emulation to have like the perfect aspect ratio with interpolation. Ah, okay. So I, I feel like it, it, I feel like this adds a, a, an element of authenticity to the overall look.
The only reason I'd change aspect ratios is circles, not sharpness. And that is a good reason to consider using the quote unquote wrong aspect ratio for, you know, 320 pixel wide cameras. Absolutely. You know, just like, I think, I'm pretty sure like, oh, Ultra HDMI, you know, is technically a square aspect ratio, but in 64 is 320 pixels wide, and by and large, for whatever reason, circles tend to look a little oval at 4.3 for some reason, you know, in almost any 320 pixel wide game. That's just how it is. So there is an argument, I think and using the wrong aspect ratio for, for that, those resolutions. But I still prefer by and large, like if we're capturing the real console through the OSSC, I'll still use that technically, that sort of skinny aspect ratio for those games, just because that is that, my logic is you want the aspect ratio to be as similar to what it would be on a CRT as possible for, for our purposes. For, for our presentations. Uh, the new game room tour will hopefully come later this year. It's possible I might consider doing it like between Analog Frontiers episodes at some point, but like in my head, I've been saying I'm going to wait until all five parts are out. And to to be clear, I mean I think I think it's important to clear up the the I like the thoughts that pe some people might have is that there will not be as nearly the size of the gap in between two and three and four and five uh, three and four and four and five as there was between one and two. Yes, three and four are going to be the longest episodes, but I'm still intending for the gap to be much shorter. Yeah. I just had a hard time just building up momentum on it. I just had a really hard time. And then like three weeks ago, it just clicked. The switch was flipped and I was like in full focus mode. And I just, I figured out like a much better way to basically what I'm going to do going forward for finishing Analog Frontiers, like, I was so afraid of going into crunch mode on it that, like, I think it held back my progress. But before I continue, I'll say there was $2 from Aaron Welsh saying, just Corey jumping. <laughs> There's also a $2 donation from, uh, from Container 7 that didn't have a message attached. Well, thank you anyhow. Thank you. Um, what was I? What was I about to go on a rant about? I was. I was about to start one. What was it about? What was it about? Uh, I don't know. What was Too it busy. about? Not paying attention to the. Oh, the crunch! Yes, the crunch. Like I was just so afraid of it. I like. I, I was just like, oh, I don't. And I think that held me back from like getting a whole lot done at all this thing this okay. is the guy i was always would see him and 
photos. Oh, he's on the box. Oh. You know what his name is? Uh, it's, it's G- actually on Jim the, name the Jim the uh, water guy. <laughs> Jim the water guy. It, it's Neppy Nut. <laughs> you, you know why it's Neppy Nut? Because why? it's Neptune backwards. Because Neptune backwards? Neppy Nut. Or not. It's Nep forwards and tune backwards. Why is it called Neptune? Huh? Because he's in the water. Okay. Jim the water guy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They have like human names. Like. I mean, that. I, I mean, to be fair, like. That name somehow fits into this game. <laughs> but anyway, like, so what I realized was, like, instead of, like, being afraid of, like, the crunch, I need to, like, instead of, like, the crunch being in control of me, I need to be in control of the crunch. And I... I'm going to say when, when like starting the project and really, I think this could be any project that I'm the editor on. I, I think I could use this approach where instead of, you know, trying to pretend that I can meet a quote unquote deadline and then just feeling guilty that I can't, I'm not going to have a try to make a deadline but I'm going to admit that there will at some point probably be a crunch phase of this. And that starts at a certain date. Like I'm going to start and I'm going to say, okay, what's, what's a reasonable amount of time to work on this project for quote unquote normal working out, you know, where I quit, you know, five thirty, six o'clock. And and I'm going, so it's going to be like, okay, like three weeks from now, I work on it as much as I can, but once, you know, I get to, you know, Monday, the 22nd or whatever, like crunch begins and it continues until it's done. Uh, it is just full focus all the time until it's done. But I, I feel much better about that approach. It, it makes me feel like I know, pro- I feel much more confident that progress will be made. So yeah, it, the, my, my process for Analog Frontiers Part 2 was unfortunately very... It, it was not very focused. And I just got that focus and it was good. But now I've been focusing too hard for almost three weeks. Um, well, I mean, it, I, I, I I understand what you're saying, and you know, like, and it is just like whatever works for you. But I do feel like if you just say, "Hey, I'm gonna work work on this nine to five every day," there there would be no crunch because you'd just be making 
progress that, that would that would not require you to like have it's to crunch. True, it's true, but what's the reality that I'm going to be able the likelihood that I'm going to be able to get as much as I need to I mean you know you, I mean, you there might you there work. might be some some crunch involved. But I mean there there is a lot of people out there that will say that crunch only exists because of mismanagement. Oh well sure, but I'm 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 my own management ma manager and I'm a bad I'm I'm bad at it. <laughs> you right, know? Well then okay. I mean I <laughs> I'm bad at it. I, I am. Like I I have always been a procrastinator and just poor time manager. And like the stars have to align for me to focus on a task like I want to. And then once I do, like I am like laser focused on it. Right, but then that ends up like basically burning you out by the time it's over. Sure, but the idea but, uh, so is... like I just feel like a more measured pace and just like it might be more challenging to say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my my habits to Well sure, to... sure, sure. I mean don't get me wrong. Like the idea here is to reduce the amount of crunch needed. Like it's not going to be ideally going forward, it's not going to be what it has been on this project because the idea is to just help myself have more focus during those normal hours, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is every video takes longer than we think it should. Right. Well, I mean, like the, we always the, say like we never, 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 never take as long as we think we should. Or like mean, we, ne we never do less than we think we should. Right, so right. But more. I mean, I guess. So I guess my point is, at least for now, while I'm still working on Analog Frontiers, which is a massive project, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I should kid myself into thinking there could be a reality where it's not going to be really difficult to get the rest of these done. But we want to get them done sooner than later so we can move on with our life. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, the idea is that, like, once it's over, then we're not going to have to... We, don't, we won't have to worry right. about it because we're going to be doing... We're going to be working on episodes together. Right. Like, we're not going right. to be... One person is handling an episode while the other person... Right, right, doesn't right. do anything. I mean, I think that's going to be the. But but for now, like I just you know I that that is going to be the approach I have to take because this just has to be just get it done. It just it just has to get done. I mean. Right. I mean. I it, I, I, think I, I mean my life since we started shooting the first interviews. Right. I mean I. I think that you should just see, like, if you could make yourself work, like, nine to five and see how much practice, like, especially with, like, the workflow that you have now, just, like, apply that to what you're, uh, yeah, you know, I just mean, apply that I, to, like, a, a, like, like a nine to five schedule and see. I, if, I'm going, I'm going to, like, I'm going to do that for, like, oh, a month. Bitch. Get back here. Once, once, once I start... Once I start editing part three, like I'm, 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 I'm going to 
work on it nine to five for a month. But like, the idea is, wow, what if I'm lucky and actually finish it, working normal hours for a month? I, I think the reality of that is extraordinarily slim. But I feel like knowing that like, okay, like, you know, I gotta suck it up and finish it no matter where I'm at starting in four weeks, right? I feel like that makes me feel much better about the whole thing because it's just like this, um, when, it's just this amorphous thing of like, oh gosh, when, when will it be done? I have no clue, you know? But that gives me confidence that like, like I can finish editing that like, if I make good progress in four weeks and then like have to crunch no more than two weeks, like, like I just feel better about that. Cause it just gives me this like sense of like, yes, it will get done, you know? Cause sometimes it just feels so hopeless that it's just like, oh, it's, it's gonna take forever, you know? And that, that just gives me a more realistic idea of how long it's gonna take, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, I get it. I mean, I don't know. I think uh, I think you'd probably be surprised at the amount that you'll you'll get done if you're just working. Well, and, and I'm hoping to be surprised. I mean, I honestly, even though I've been crunchy, I've been I mean, but I mean, just like like really like when you when it comes down to it, you know, if you're saying like I'm gonna work on it nine to five on these days, like really make that commitment. Like, well, I like really that. make that commitment to say like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up in the morning, I'm gonna take a shower, I'm gonna have breakfast, and then I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna take an hour for lunch and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to work nine to five. I'm going to turn off social media and just work on it. Yeah. And just, just I mean, the only like, thing I even put anymore is discord. So. <laughs> right. But I mean, just, you know, yeah, I, I, I feel, even though I, I'm tired at the end of this project, I feel, I, I just, I feel much better about, my approach going forward and my ability to get things done. I think, you know, I, I was sort of degrading for a while there and I just feel so much, I just, I feel revived and I feel confident about projects moving forward. And, and the idea, I mean, the idea is that once it's all done, we're both working on the same episodes. And I think of the, the ex example I like to consider is the the castlevania episode that we did i mean we, that was like concept what was the prototype to concept to release in eight days and if we can do that like a 30 minute episode in eight days to like that extent yeah i mean i like the I idea think, of yeah, of being able to hard. i like the idea of being able to do these like you know some episodes will be a lot easier because they won't require nearly the amount that that required right and you know we get that done and then we're then we're then we're ahead of the game yeah yeah i mean oh I, 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 if, if we had oh. two full <laughs> weeks to have worked on that episode it would not have been the crunch it was what and even though it was a crunch like right the but, fact I mean, but it was only a crunch because we decided to do it and we had a certain we wanted to release it in this specific time frame and there was there was a there was a two dollar donation to you from ben brody by the way you have to you have to get really mad at me 
two dollars, but you gotta get really mad at me. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Gosh dang, nab it, Corey! <laughs> Why don't you know how to play Yoshi better? Concern it! <laughs> Get it together. But, I mean, I... Like, I, I just... I think... I think that that's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good once once it's all done. Yeah. I mean, I I feel pretty confident in committing that episode three will release in August. Okay. I feel pretty 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 confident saying because I'm going to I'm just gonna make it happen. I feel so much better. And then I think life. the key, the key to it. And I, and, I, and I think, I think what happened between uh, one and two is like you, you had that momentum of finishing it. The reception was good. You were excited about it. And you waited way too long to like even look at it again. Right. Well, no, another major issue was after finishing part one, I, um, uh, I sort of undid part of my setup because I had a new idea about how to wire certain parts and, um, and then, like, when it wasn't going to work exactly like I thought it would, like, I was just kind of like, oh, man. And then I kind of left it unfinished for an extended time. And that was very much in the way of getting everything I needed to do for part two. And so that was, like, a big hurdle. But now things are great at, with the setup, and that's not going to have to happen. So there's that. And plus, you know, I'll admit, you know, like the onset of the whole pandemic situation and everything, you know, like kind of kind of was was too distracting. Feeling like like oh my gosh, I gotta like pay attention to all this stuff going on more than usual. You know, like that was. I was a bit distracting and I feel like I've, I just, sometimes I lose confidence in my ability to be productive, I guess. Sometimes I lose confidence in my efficiency. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do all the time. I mean, I've felt that way like a, a lot through this whole And And whole I feel thing. like that makes me more, in, more inefficient yeah no i, that, I mean that happened I, feel, with... I, I feel like ever since like going gung-ho on part two like, you know what this isn't that bad i'm kind of having fun actually mm -hmm. like like now i'm really tired <laughs> but for the most part this has not been a bad process 
So yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm feeling much more confident. Like part part three is going to be out at some point in August, and then part four is going to be interesting. It's going to edit a little differently than the others. Mm-hmm. Where am I going here? I'm going back. Like part three is going to rely much, or part four is going to rely much more heavily on footage that we shot during the documentary process during the, the shooting process it will rely some on material i gather at home but but comparatively less and something that i think will be an advantage on part three um i think part three will be a lot more direct capture um part three compared to part one even has much less just gameplay footage um and i think you know gameplay footage is easier to use you know i think there's gonna be a lot more of that because part three is less about the physical side of things although there is a a, a physical component to uh you know the hardware and the games that will pl play a role in part three i'm not it's still gonna be heavy on the b-roll but i think comparatively less heavy on the b-roll compared to part two part two is by the way you know just to set expectations like uh, maybe seven-ish minutes shorter than part one. So it's like it's like thirty-nine-ish minutes, I think. Yeah, I mean it's still pretty beefy. Yeah, I mean, con part... consider this: it is that is the same length as a normal TV show on television. And there's like a whole team behind it. <laughs> Bit spasm. We, we we did that one a little bit earlier. I was like, I was like, come on, <laughs> come on. There, there's your there's your rerun there. <laughs> yeah, like part part three and four though, I think are going to be over an hour. I love the sound that these slimes make when they hit the ground. It's just, it's one of my favorite Super Nintendo sounds. <laughs> That's the same sound as, like, doesn't that the sound that Link makes when he goes through, like, wades through a little bit of water? Like uh, I don't think it's exactly the same. Oh. This is a long. I sound like an angry New New, New Yorker. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> I always think think of the part <laughs> in Ghostbusters 2 where Bill Murray like really plays up the accident when they're like doing the construction the they're yeah. like acting like the construction workers at the manhole. <laughs> Oh, we got we got two reals from Eduardo de Oliveira. Thank you. Thanks. Saying from Brazil. Nice game. Nice channel. <laughs> Thank you. 
How many people uh, are we have watching? I wonder tonight. I'm sure uh, Takashi Tezuka also thanks you for for calling his game nice. Nice. Oh, is this is this Fred the Frog? <laughs> it, it's 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 Prince Froggy. Oh. This is always a fun twist. The way this fight plays out. Oh, you gonna look on Yoshi's face where he's like, "Wait a sec." <laughs> I love how this fight also has like unique large shy guy sprites they don't just like recycle the fat shy guy sprite it's like normal shy guys yeah this fight always makes me think of uh it seems of, really uh, easy do i just have to stand here and keep on doing this I, does the drop do the drops never come from the middle i guess they don't Actually, it's kind of like that Ninja Gaiden 2, the second phase of the final battles, you know, with the, the dripping from the ceiling. Well, I was going to say is it makes me think of the first boss in uh, the New Zealand story slash Kiwi craze. You're inside a whale. It's a very similar setup. Oh, two donations very suddenly. Thank you. Uh, ben Brody. $5? Five dollars! But you have to say it like Snake died and you're out of cut from Metal Gear Solid 2! And then you also have to eat a cheeseburger with a fried egg on it or else! I actually had one of those. Uh, <laughs> before, I think I, I, I don't remember if I talked about it on the stream. I, I had one. I think you mentioned it, but it's uh, you know, before, before quarantine <laughs> at some point. Um, and I said it was a very, very good burger. I, I I didn't feel like the egg added significantly to its very goodness, but I'd like to try again. You know, try 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 from another place. You know, you know, I felt like the egg was a comparatively insignificant part of the burger. Like if uh, if it uh, well, it is. Basically. Yeah, but like I, I almost feel like I wouldn't have even known it was there if I wasn't like looking for it. If I know it was supposed to be there, like I think I would have just like mistaken it for some cheese. Like it was very little. Like I had to think about like, do I taste an egg texture here? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you a big fan of eggs? I like eggs. Like, I don't, I don't know like, if I'd say I'm like a big fan of just, just, just eggs, but they're, they're good. I'm a big fan. I, I, I like them. I mean, I could eat eggs all the time. I, I, I like, I, I like a good omelet. I mean, eggs are great in all kinds of stuff. I mean, eggs, eggs, eggs are good stuff. Yeah. Like, boiled eggs? Like, I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat a boiled egg, but amazing uh, there was uh 
Uh, also, $2 from Hey You. <laughs> saying, uh, saying uh, why is the player one screen set to off? I don't think it is. Uh, it's just that the on is kind of in the shadow. You can see that uh, it's the dial is flipped up. Oh, that's oh, that was a member sound. Out. That's that's a Zelda sound in this. That's actually coming from the the stream. We got, oh. we got a new new member. Welcome, welcome, Joe, Joe Smith. Smith. Thank you. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. All right. I think what I'll do is I'll try to finish World Three, and then I'll try calling my missus. The worlds are a lot longer in this than I remember them being. When you say a boiled egg, is I mean, you mean like a hard-boiled egg? I don't know if there's the difference. Oh, whoops. I'm a big fan of making egg bakes, which are like, I use uh, cupcake pans and I put eggs and, uh, you know, I just whip them up, put them in there with, with, some, with some sausage and some cheese, and then I, I put them in the oven for 15 minutes. And uh, then I have them for breakfast. Very good. Oh, I thought I, I thought I killed that thing. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, this is the uh, the original Super Nintendo version. percent complete this there's a lot of stuff you gotta do you gotta get all the red coins and all that kind of stuff right and you gotta make it through without getting hit Two hours and 20 minutes. I mean, that's that's pretty long. 
was pretty long. The world record for beating this game is, or for 100% in this game, is two hours and 20 minutes. That is pretty long. I mean, I guess it's not very. I wonder how breakable it is. <clears throat> I said I was going to finish up World 3. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I could be wrong. But I want to say the game only saves after fourth levels. Really? Yeah, I think it only saves after castles. I mean, I'm not positive. Maybe it's. Uh, Felipe, this is this is the first time I played through this version. I played through, through it on Game Boy Advance. Uh, several years ago. But, I mean, just in general, I mean... I think... I yeah, think someone, that... someone asked a while ago, and I, I forgot to answer, uh, you know, are there any advantages to the GBA version? And it does have one extra bonus level per world. This version has one bonus level, and that version has two. Um... <clears throat> Which is nice. I, I I feel like the hate on on the GBA version is a little overblown. I mean, it's it's a very competent port. Um, I think it's a lot better than like Mario World port. Um, you know, for the most part, I recall the you know general visual effects and things like that translating reasonably well. I mean, it's not as good as the Super Nintendo version on the level. Um, you know, obviously the sound on GBA is, is never amazing, but it, I don't recall thinking that it sounded like the, the music was broken or anything. Um, I think the hate of the GBA version mostly is rooted in the fact that Nintendo did not re-release this version of the game for so long until the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. You know, they re-released the GBA version several times. You need to push a chomp rock gun. Oh. I remember seeing it. The chomp rock. The chomp, chomp rock. Is that this? They really make out that, they, that, they're, that they're chomps. Uh, it's been a while since I played Mario Advance 2. I, I remember the color palette looking a little washed out I remember oh. Mario looking Mario's clothes looking a little pink I mean obviously you know they, they were still kind of trying to figure out how to optimize the and balance the brightness on uh, on GBA games you can stand on like an edge of it when it's like not moving you can stand on edge and it'll it'll roll That's all right. I'll just do it this way. The Chomp Brock can kill you, by the way. It can crush you. Yeah, but it it happens rarely, and I've never really understood the mechanics behind it because sometimes it feels like it should get you, and some and it doesn't, and other times it's like, oh, oh wow, hey. Um, 
Uh, $10 from uh, Vercarnists. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, saying, Imlig saves lives. Any uh, in real life code slash secrets that either of you pros might suggest would help someone to rediscover a seemingly ever vanishing capacity for digital world immersion and all related rewards? Um, I mean, you know, earlier we were talking about how, you know, we kind of like to, part of the reason we kind of like to limit what we play to what we actually own, you know, is, is just to kind of give you that focus of like, okay, what, to whittle it down, you know, to not have, you know, access to all the games as, you know, ROMs, you know, uh, you know, Spending money on a game, I feel, motivates you to play it. I don't really know if that's what your, what your, <clears throat> what your game. When you say vanishing capacity, do you mean like you have less time, or just like less mental bandwidth to apply to it? <laughs> I, I talked about it in the in the Discord a couple of days ago, where I was just talking about we were talking about the backloggery and how that has really made the way I play games it, it changed the way I play games for the better uh, back when I first discovered it because it made me basically say you know I'm if I'm going to play a game I'm going to I'm going to commit to playing this game and play all the way through mm -hmm. and once you start something you know you you you, you finish the games you start I was now I thought I was supposed to drop out there, whatever. I guess there was another switch. I I did not. I, I missed it. There was a second switch. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But I, I I think it's important to say when you when you decide to play a game, say I'm gonna play this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play this game till I finish it, and I'm going to I'm gonna commit to it. Because I, th I, I, th I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by the amount of games uh, they have because you know they they, they start a game and then they then they move on from it immediately or whatever and you just gotta you just gotta resolve to say like I'm gonna stick with this one till till I finish yeah. it and of course every once in a while. You'll play a game. It's just like, man, like I am just not getting much out of this. There, it's there, okay. There's but, something I heard recently that, that says that said uh, playing a game for the for the second time is always better than playing it for the first. When you when you have played through a game and you know and you know how to play it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can I, be argued that, like you know, then you're real. Then you're playing the game for real. Then, right? I, I, I can understand that. Well, I mean, it very much goes into how I've said, like, I enjoy Donkey Kong Country more than Yoshi's Island, even though Yoshi's Island is a masterpiece. It's not as enjoyable on replays. Whereas I feel like replaying Donkey Kong Country, any of the Donkey Kong Country games, just feels so good because the mechanics and the momentum of those games and the level design just like has this flow to it which i think is what like big sonic fans get out of sonic but like i've just never gelled with sonic <laughs> in the same way 
You know, what can I say? I, I'm sorry that, that it is annoying you, but I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a human playing this game for the first time in many years. Is, is it annoying you because he doesn't know where he's going or he's missing secrets? Oh no. Whoa. What? I just noticed in the main room when you're <clears throat> at the very top of the screen in the black shadows, you can see some outlines of windows. Oh, yeah. I must be behind because you're nowhere near up there. Where am I going? You but tell me like, where I'm supposed to go. Oh yeah, there like and then you see like a starry sky outside. Like where is this place? This is a very mysterious environment. I never noticed those windows before. Very subtle. Can you, you need to get a key, and then you need to land on that mushroom that has the, the lock. Well, I, I, yeah, I know that, but I don't know where to get the key. I don't remember. This, this is one of the one of the more maze-like levels. Like I say, it's it's always. Light, light blue Yoshi and brown Yoshi that get stuck with like the the dirty. Oh, I bet I gotta do something with that. The 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 cave levels. Okay. Oh hey, we got uh, we got Matt from Insurrection Industries in the chat. We are well. It. Hope you are as well. Matt, you will uh you'll you'll see a, a decent bit of your uh of your lab in Analog Frontiers part two. <laughs> All that footage we shot with Steve there. That that turned out to be invaluable. I, I wish Steve could have played a bigger role in the series, but, you know, it's just, we met, we met him too, too late. Really integrate him into the, the storyline, but boy, he's, he's in the, he's in the B roll a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have this, uh, I think it was, I don't think it was Steve's desoldering gun. I think it was Matt's. There's uh there's this cool shot where he like, he like opens it up and like pulls out this thing to look at. And I like, I do this like zoom in on it. I'm just like setting up the shot, but like, it's fun to have like moments like that that are more like loose camera movement that like feels more like natural fly on a wall. 
So now I'm back here. This is not where I need oh, to go. I see uh, Matt says he's coming back to deliver another monogram. That's exciting. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Maybe you should get whatever more B-roll you need. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, uh, $5 from uh, Car Carboxylated. <laughs> I, I guess that's like carbonated except uh, in a box. I don't know. Uh, say nerd way. nerd question alert. There it is. And I'm gonna been die. A for, been a fan for a long time of YouTube. Much love. Question: What's the source of gameplay capture? HDMI modded original SNES or emulation? No, this is this is just a straight up stock uh, one chip Super Nintendo. That means it's a a Super Nintendo that came out sometime in 1995 or later. Um, not all 1995 Super Nintendos are one chips, but it's RGB output to an open source scan converter. And a totally unmodified system. Um, there is no RGB mod. Oh, I for see Super it. How do I get there now? But yeah, the one chip consoles have sharper video so output. Although technically they're they're bright their video levels are a little too bright. You can get a mod to bring the video levels back in line. But uh this this system is unmodified. But it's very sharp. But yeah, there is no Super Nintendo RGB mod. Um, I don't know if that's something we might see in the future. You know, I, I'm kind of worried if like the the last like quarter of Analog Frontiers might be a little Nintendo heavy because like there's like not a lot of interesting PlayStation mods, especially in the, the video quality arena, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, obviously Dan and Kristoff are working on it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not out yet. So, like, the last part of the video is, like, very light on PlayStation. Like, I tried to sneak in Sega stuff, a lot of Turbo with, with the mods and stuff. Oh, <laughs> we got uh, we got twenty four ninety nine. Thank you, Matt. Uh, saying this is pizza money from Emily for the next time Try comes to visit. Sorry, we starved you for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Thank you. When uh, when uh, me and Steve were uh, over over at, at the Insurrection Industries household. <laughs> we uh we were just like so focused uh uh on uh you know Steve was so focused on recapping his his uh 20 M2 MDU and I was so focused on gathering B-roll that we like we just didn't eat any lunch. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh when uh when Matt's wife came home, she's like she's like, You haven't fed them? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad host. <laughs> well, like we didn't have time to eat anyway. Like when I am in like video shooting mode like like deep like on-site shooting like shooting at home is different but if i'm like out shooting a video uh like i just like it feels like all all bodily functions cease <laughs> i don't get hungry i don't have to go to the bathroom i'm just like i'm just focused on getting what I need, you know? And then when I'm done, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I gotta be. <laughs> but like, I just like don't, I, I just, I just focus on it. Oh, we got, uh, we got, uh, $2 from, uh, Vercarnestigan saying thank you both. 100% helpful, less than 50 words equals hard. <laughs> I didn't know there was a, I didn't know there was a limit. Is that, is that the limit to what, I mean, I guess obviously there has to be a limit. I didn't know what the limit was for the, for the super chat, I guess. Matt, have you, uh, have you and your boys uh, gone through Yoshi's Island yet? I think that would be that would be a pretty good pick for y'all. There it is. What are the crab's name? Cory Cory Crab. <laughs> um, hmm. I feel like I used to know. Ah, two dollar donations are limited to fifty characters. I see. Ooh, Bitspasm has has a really good uh, question uh, that Corey would have a much easier time answering than me. Um, saying, uh, what's the ranking of the original four Outrun tunes? Uh, well, Splash Wave is definitely number one. Uh, what is it? Uh, Magical Sound Shower, I would say, is number two. Passing Breeze is three. And the fourth one is like is the one that I is I'm not super familiar with. That's the one is unless you're talking about uh last wave from like the ending. Or from the the uh ranking screen. But there's there's another one and I don't really know it too well. So I put that last. Um, 
I, I feel like Splash Wave is the only one I know really well, but I like the others. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just I haven't played Outrun like nearly as much as I would would like to have. So I've just not built up a lot of familiarity with the other tunes. The um, one of the modern versions of, of Splash Wave is, is, a, is uses a bit of background music in Analog Frontiers Part Two. Oh, excellent! I mean. Uh, and, in 2006 it's ghost uh, it's interesting because i think that uh splash wave is was for the longest time the only one that i really liked a lot but over the last couple of years i think maybe like since like starting the, the channel I've, I've come to appreciate the other ones a lot more there's a um there's a uh, outrun inspired mini game in uh Danganronpa V3 and it has a it uses a tune that sounds a lot like uh those catfish are horrifying but <laughs> like they will straight up eat you you're, you're dead Uh, the, the tune in it is very sim. Parts of it are very similar to one of the actual outrun tunes, and I, I, I can't remember which one it is, but I really like that one too. Oh, it's not popping all the balloons; it's finding the star. Right. It just happened to be the last one, and that's why you were like, "How did I win?" <laughs> I forgot. That's how it works. His face when you kill him. He's like, oh. <laughs> it. Uh, I think it's only temporary. Yeah. I think. I think he comes back up. Yeah. See. Yeah. Wait. What? Tori Hanzo the second is saying, "Are you guys going to play the new Bloodstained in a couple of weeks? What's what's what?" Uh, the curse Am I in of the dark moon. about something. What? Am I in the dark about something? I guess so. I mean, they announced the uh, Curse of the Moon two is out like in July. What? I I did not hear about. I wonder if Curse the inevitable. The I wonder if the inevitable limited run will have another Tom Dubois cover. Probably for the, for the collector's edition. I, I could I could see the un, uneven pixel shimmer though in the, in the trailer. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> uh, kind of. I mean, you can see. how does Indie Creates keep doing that? Like, you know, I their whole. I mean, I, you know, I love them, but their whole shtick is 2D games, and they why do they why do they do that? You s Do I really have 50 lives? It's pretty easy to get lives in this game. You uh, you started Bloodstained, but you didn't. I know. I need to go back to. I, that's actually you should, that's, that's. You need to restart it. Oh, point. absolutely, absolutely. But the thing is, like, I mean, that's actually one that I have 
started and I don't think I ever marked it on my back library as as started, so that I forgot that I had started it. Mm. Well, I think you got busy and you just you should restart that very soon. Oh yeah, I mean that's that is absolutely the idea. That, I, mean, I, I I really like that. I feel like the boss of of this level, like as a kid, was like when I was first like, ooh, this is, is kind of hard. Like, right. I, I I couldn't figure out how to beat him at first. Like, especially at the time this came out, like it got very creative with um, its boss designs. And like nowadays, like a lot of the ways that you fight the bosses are kind of obvious. But I feel like at the time, a lot of it wasn't so obvious. Like the the boss of World Four, I was stuck on him for some number of days because like you, he's a, a giant Koopa Troopa, and you throw eggs at his beak, and uh, he topples over and then you have to ground pound his belly which is like so standard now, right like ground pounding a toppled in duh right but like I don't I'd never seen that before and honestly I can't think off the top of my head of a game before this that had a boss that you fight in such a way oh I don't know so, like, I, it never occurred to me that, like, once he was toppled over, like, ground pound. Like, I was, like, legit thinking, like, is there something wrong with my game? <laughs> Why is this boss never die? I keep knocking him down. Oh, can you kill Naval Piranha before he actually transforms? I feel like I may have seen that before. Is that a speedrunning trick? The 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 version of the boss music though, that they're this boss. Naval Piranha and Raphael the Raven both have kind of unique versions of the boss theme. Like, it's the same theme, but it's gotten an extended intro. I always thought it was really cool. This, this game is definitely one of Koji Kondo's ones. Possibly, possibly his best. Oh, come on. There it is. Oh, did you, did you die? Yeah. What happened? You, you gotta, you gotta, they, they, they get up 
the, those ghosts that like you have to like throw eggs at, mm-hmm. they 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 grow back really quickly. And the ones that are in the tubes and that big one there, they grow back really quickly if you don't get them all the way down. Like if you get them all the way down to where they make that sad face, then it takes them longer to get back up, so they're safer to jump over. Come on, get up. Oh, killing the piranha plant ahead of time is programmed to the game because Kamek says, oh my, if you do. That's funny. I don't think I knew that. This this is the level where you really have to learn, you know, your ricochet angles. I feel like I was doing pretty good. Right, but this 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 is well, you 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 are improving, but I mean, this is this is definitely the 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 do or die level. Which I, you know, the first time I played this game, you know, I, I didn't really understand it very well until this level kind of forces you to learn it. Checkpoint right before the boss. Mm, there might be one in the chamber. I forget. I like how the boss fights have like a lead up to them. You know? Yeah. So it's possible to kill that thing before? I guess. I, I've never tried it. Like, I guess before you're closed into the room. I, I love the, the intro part of this music, though. Slow coming out of the water. Vox. Oh. Well, Vox donated two dollars and fifty cents, saying, "Hey, you guys!" <laughs> I 
thank you. Hello to you too. Yeah, the vibe of Yoshi's Crafted World is very different. I mean, part of me almost wonders how much more I would like the game if the music were different. Is the music that good? Because like, the music in Woolly World was like one of the best parts. Oh, the music in Woolly World is excellent. I mean, this and Woolly World are actually the only Yoshi sequels to have music that is even good. <laughs> like... Like, DS, New Island, and Crafted World all have music that is maybe bad? So how do I hit his stomach there? Do I gotta do it on the wall? Well, you gotta bounce it off a wall. Right. But I think, like, the, the tips of the other piranha plants might be able to block it, but I don't think the, the vines do. I forget. I wouldn't say I'm more excited for one next-gen console over the other. I mean... That's it? It only took, takes three hits? Yeah, every boss is only three hits, except Bowser. I think the thing I was inside... Well, the, well okay, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. They're not all three hits. Um... Like, I suspect I'm going, you know, if if things pan out the way people assume, I'm guessing Series X multi-platform games will probably be better. I'm, I'm more excited about the backwards compatibility features of the Series X than the PS5. I mean, we don't know that much about the PS5 on that anyway, but I'm not expecting it to be amazing in the backwards compatibility department beyond, you know, basic PS4 support. Um, but, like, I, if Ratchet & Clank is a launch game, like, I'm definitely going to prioritize PS5 over Series X and then probably get Series X early next year. But I, I'd like to get both at launch. It just depends on how costly it's feeling at the time, I guess. But I, I, I would like to get both at launch, but we'll see. Ah, we got $2 from Ben Brody saying, I like to eat my steaks rare. How about you guys? I like uh, medium well. I've got I've got, got a bit of a heathen opinion here. I like, I like well done. Like I... You know, burn, I... Burn to a crisp. Not burnt to a crisp necessarily, although I I like I like the cooked taste. I like I like the taste of yeah. You know I'm I'm that I, mean, I, I I I like the cooked taste. I'm. It's funny because if things ever get uh, burnt in the house, like everyone knows that just come come to me because I'll eat like I like eating burnt burnt things. It's probably gross, but to some people. I mean I feel like. 
the 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 slight the slight cookie taste like adds a little flavor whereas like i've never tasted like what is so great about not fully cooked like i it's never like it just it doesn't it doesn't taste like anything special to me Maybe you just haven't had I mean, the right one. Like, I mean, you know, I used to like not eat anything if it had pink in it. Like, but I, like, I, you know, I'll, you know, if there's a little pink, I'll eat it. Whatever. I always ask for well done, but you know, if there's a little pink in a burger or a steak or whatever. But you know, it's just it that pink doesn't do anything for me. But one time, one time, uh, there was some that was just like, you just like push the fork down into it and it just, <laughs> it just used the blood. It was horrible. <laughs> we were both heathens reported to YouTube. <laughs> I mean, hey, at least Corey said medium well, right? I just, I, I am not a steak aficionado. I like steak a lot, but like, I, I would never pay for a steak at a restaurant. Like the, you know, like obviously I am not a connoisseur of steaks, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be it'd be wasted on me <laughs> breath of the wild donated two canadian dollars thank you you're saying sony is for the shareholders buy the xbox series x i mean who knows it does the 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 presentation on series on ps5 feels maybe more sterile and produced at this point i guess i mean series x Microsoft spent this generation building up goodwill, building up good features like backwards compatibility and stuff. So I do think that Microsoft is doing a lot of really cool things, but it remains to be seen if their first party studios are going to, you know, obviously they were weak in the one generation because they kind of abandoned the whole idea at one point. And Sony, you know, has always been really good on the first party side. So we'll see. But, you know, I think I said uh, on the stream a while back that my favorite meal at Texas Roadhouse are the pork chops. Because you can get a meal that's two pork chops for less than a steak. It is really, really good. And like your pork chops is a hunk of meat that tastes really good. And your steak is a hunk of meat that also tastes really good, but it's more expensive and you get less of it. That's always the problem I've had with steak is that 
the quantity of meat feels reduced. <laughs> it's so expensive. Okay, I'm I'm trying something real quick. I like to have some some quantity. If I'm gonna be putting down that kind of money. Hold on a minute. I'm trying something real quick. Mm, oh my gosh, it's almost one. I know it is. I'm just gonna see if I can mess around with this real quick. Well, the aspect ratio is weird because you were streaming four thirty. Oh, yeah, I fixed it. Hang on. Oh, are you playing a? You're on PSP. Yes, there is a like new actual PSP. Yes, there is a new firmware that came out for the PSP that has like an advanced timing mode specifically for. Uh, oh, you mean a, a new firmware for the OSSC? Yes. Um, and I want to. I want to see what it looks like because someone was saying that you can Does get full. You can get full screen. Uh, you know, and it's like pixel perfect. Wow. Uh, of, of PSP. So, um, that's pretty awesome. So, I don't really know how to do it. No, not, not new PSP firmware, new OSSC firmware. Um, <laughs> there was, there was a comment on the, on the sharp scale video that I thought was funny that just said, Sony will release a patch that will that will or Sony will release a firmware that will patch out all all hacks. And it's just like <laughs> I, I read it as a you know a tone of the your day of reckoning is coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. Oh, Matt Buxton was saying he was having issues with the the OSSC, the PSP sizing on, on a LG TV. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I know. Oh, we got a random two dollars from Container Seven. Thank you. No I message. I couldn't figure out how to do it. I need the, uh, what is it? 480 by two. I thought I was on it. We got $5 from David Shear. Thank you. Looking forward to the videos this week. That's right. Videos, two videos. We're going to release that Evercade video and then just a day or two later. Analog Frontiers Part 2 will come out. Look forward to it, everyone! Also, looked like Corey wasn't freezing aim in the last level with R on the ricochets. Does he know? I told him about freezing freezing the cursor, but I don't know. Maybe he forgot. Or maybe he was just trying to be hasty. Yeah. So...
I don't know if I need to. It doesn't look like anything's changing. I know. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm trying to get to like the. Well, are you oh. are you sure you're supposed to say four three for the? I mean, I assume you're probably supposed to set the PSP to widescreen. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really read it. I just do it because of the layout there. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it might not look correct if I'm. If I, I will change it when whether, I figure whether, out. I, I I'm not seeing anything change. I need to. I will change it when. So if I mean if I. I'm just like so. I mean, at 40p. I well, so I need pass through for it. I assume. But I thought it would be like is that line two x. Is there not, is there, I mean, I can't see the full menu there. Like, is, is it oh, wait, a separate? Wait. Is this it? Is this it right here? It's got to be a separate thing go. like the, the GBI one. There's a mo oh, wait, there we go. There we go. PSP 40p in sampler, PSP 480 by 272. Oh, maybe I got to do, not do 2x scale in. And you do pass through, maybe. Can't detect PSP input? You can change it in the sampler, it looks like. Right, but do you have to choose it, like, manually? Or does it detect PSP input? Um, oh, Sandy, uh, Sandy's at my parents' house this week. Oh well, I, you know what? It's gonna. You're gonna entertain while I. The reason that's happening is because it's. This is gonna happen because it. Uh, the 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 menu is always full screen. So let me go into a game. Oh right right right. Yeah, Sandy Sandy was getting pretty bored with me, so. She's being entertained at my parents' house while. Well, I put everything into finishing Analog Frontiers Part Two. Oh, so close. Let's see how this looks now. Is Mega Man powered up your favorite PSP game? Uh, no. No? No, but it's just, it's, it's a very clean looking game. Mega Man powered up! What is your favorite PSP? You should put the open up the other view mode. You should open up the widescreen so we can actually see. Oh, that guy has become a member. Oh, you talk, talk about that guy? That guy, yeah. Oh, um. 
So do you have to, ma on your TV, do you have to manually tell it to stretch or not? No, I am not set to four three. I said if I stretch back to sixteen nine. Let's see what happens here. You might just have to manually stretch it in OBS because it might be detecting it as four three. You know, it might it might be very similar to, you know. Yeah. On TV type, that should be that's correct. Sorry, I'm fumbling around here, everybody. Um, uh, you know, my favorite game on the system, though, is probably um, probably Ease, Ease, uh, three. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you know, something I got, got to say surprised me in the video, <clears throat> you know, I hadn't really looked at the PSP versions of like, you know, Final Fantasy one, two, and four in a long time. They're not as good looking as I remembered. Yeah. You know? A little bit. Yeah. They, they're, a little cheaper looking than I remembered. Like I, in my mind, they were always a very tasteful upresing of the uh, of the Super Nintendo sprites and backgrounds, you know, as opposed to the mobile phone versions. But like now, kind of with like hindsight, looking back at them, like I almost see them as like a midway point on that evolution toward the horrible smartphone look <laughs> so this I don't know why it's not showing up correctly in in OBS I think it's just because it, it detects it the same oh there it goes okay I, I, there we go. did you have to disable it and re-enable it uh no, but I, on my on my mage well, if I if I don't disable it and then re-enable it, then it like won't detect like a new resolution. Um... You know, I gotta say this game too. When when I saw it in the sharp scale video, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cheap looking too. But it's still probably the best looking version of these one and two. I mean, I was recording from the PC Engine one earlier today. It's not a great looking game. It's the sampling phase I gotta adjust. I think I can get it to look. 
when Meg's are here. Yeah, there's like now it's getting a little, a little crisper. See, when you're when you're optimizing it though, I'm so scared of of having like a column of fl flickering pixels that I don't notice and then I've recorded it. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, certain things need to be optimized. Like the, like the 3DO needs to be optimized. Rust, Why? Because it looks kind of soft. I mean, it looks like pretty soft. Uh, without, and the OSSC has a hard time locking onto it anyways. Uh. I mean, it looks, it looks pretty good. I hope I can mess with the. I wonder if seconds. like some of the <clears throat> flaws in the the PSP video signal are less noticeable. <clears throat> like sometimes there's almost like a dithering look to the output. I don't know if it's inherent to the system or a cable issue. I mean, the, the PSP video output, it always looks a little soft and a little, little dither. Like if you, even if you're playing on a CRT and playing like a PS1 classic, they'll do, you know, native 240p output. Uh, like there's like sort of some dithering, a weird sort of dithering. It's, it's different looking. That um, well, there was briefly an HDCP. I, I, I know, I don't know where that was coming from. I never even seen that font before, like that graphic. I think adjusting the sample rate is just like confusing the heck out of it. Yeah, I'm just seeing if I can make it look any more clear than it is. Oh, uh, you can kind of see I'm losing the images going way to the left. I mean, I'm sure these things can be dialed in. You know, I, I like the Rondo of Blood remake. I mean, I I like the original more, but I, I the remake is <clears throat> still very good. I mean, a lot of the stuff I don't really know anything about here, like the different, like like back porch and all that stuff. I'm just, like I don't, I just don't understand. Been been uh, been very dropped <clears throat> dropped five dollars with a it's been a while since we have a seventy five million dollar question uh, seventy five million but every time you have gas you have to call your mother and tell her uh, what I assume what you ate and what it smelled like if she hangs up you have to call back absolutely I'd take that I, I mean you just explain it to her. 
inventory. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd take that. That's a no-brainer. I mean, I'm sure there's ways to Dallas in even better. But see, like, all that OSSC tinkering doesn't really appeal to me, you know? Well, what I... I mean, I understand that, but certain things need to be tinkered. Like, I mentioned the, uh, the 3DO. And, like, it just... Certain things have to be tinkered and just to just to work, period. Well, so, I'll, 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 I'll install those, this. Those, that's where for, why I feel is, like, the real benefit of the profiles because then you know i have the profile for guy right here uh i have the profile for the 3do because mm -hmm. the 3do quality is it doesn't look very good or sometimes it just won't even work without tinkering with the settings and those are the settings that, that dan gave me and said hey you should should you know, you have these. to tweak it though, because isn't it a little different, like depending on like, you know, you're running through a switcher and this or that. Uh, no, I mean, it just, it works with everything. So I think that in terms of things, I don't see if there's any, any, uh, settings for the PSP. Um, I just, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to see if I can find any quick before I die here. I just want to see what people are saying for PSP, if anything is even listed for it yet. Oh, here's a dedicated page for PSP. There are two separate profiles to use with PSP. The PSP is system menu and other non-game content, either 720 by 480, 20 by 480 screen areas used. In games, the 720 by 480 screen is letterbox spruce, a 40 by 272 active region. When I configure the OSC, treat points of the letterbox as, as, as off screen, effectively zooming the image. Okay, so people are saying. Oh, 480p for letterbox gaming, um, for game content running. Uh, Uh, group is uh, I, I I do like strategy RPGs. I don't maybe play as many as I could, but I like uh, I like Fire Emblem. I guess you wouldn't consider Advance Wars a strategy RPG, but yeah, I like Fire Emblem. Uh, I mean, I like I like the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance games. Okay. Why why is my phone talking to me? I like the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance games. Uh, I don't like the original. I've never, I've, I've tried so many times to get into the original and it just does not. I know that one people love, but something about it. I just could never get into it. Um, uh, the fire emblem, definitely my favorite in that realm. You know, um, I like, Fire Emblem 7. You know, that's the first one that came out here. I love that one. Um, Sacred Stones, okay. More forgettable, but it's good. Um, Path of Radiance, oh, shoot. very, very good. Love it. Um, Radiant Dawn, 
uh, good, but extremely hard. I thought it was the, the hardest one I've played so far. Um, didn't like the DS ones. Uh, Awakening, very, very good. Fates, a lot of fun to play, but the story is so dumb. <laughs> um, and I have not yet played Echoes or Three Houses. But looking forward to it. I've played Shining Force 1, and I liked it. I haven't played 2. Um, I hated Ark the Lad 2. Almost done. Uh, let's see here. I'm kind of hungry for some reason. It's a sampling phase. This time I'm just going to base it on what the store says. 292. Jeez, Path of Radiance is $200. That is, that is a shame. I got that game day one. Uh, I wonder if I... Got it day one. I messed up everything. I almost feel like I could reset them. Let me just reset it really quick, and I know that it's getting late. Let's reset those settings and see if we can do it. I sleep tonight. Mm -hmm. I've, I've sort of sort of fallen just shy of my preferred amount of sleep the past three nights. <sighs> I'm ready to sleep and finish Analog Frontiers tomorrow afternoon. It should be basically, should be basically finished. Might need to do a few little polishing things on Tuesday to get it ready, but basically. Okay, HVAC porch, one seventy six. So I was, I guess I was pretty close there. Well, speaking of Shining Force, I should look up what the Japanese version of Shining Force 2. Oh, is that what you want to get for? I mean, is the US version expensive? Yeah, it's pretty expensive. I was just, I'd never thought of it, but it's like, you know, if I stick with learning Japanese, maybe playing the 
Japanese version for these games. Well, wow. It's only $30. That's pretty awesome. I should get that. So you use the reverse and you have of the cardboard box too. So, ugh. well, does everybody think about it? Does that look good? I don't know. I still, I don't think it looks as good as the, the sharp scale. Well, I'll have to play with it sometime. Yeah, the output saying the scale it wrong. No, I mean it's I mean I don't it's forty P Uh, doubled, but I mean, it's... <sighs> I mean, I... Don't... Try, can you, you want to hum the... the, uh, Zelda Overworld theme? Two dollars, but you have to hum! <laughs> The Zelda Overworld theme. So you're saying um, instead of generic, let me see here. Um, what is it? That would have got Sandy barking if she were here tonight. <laughs> Oh, we got three dollars donated oh, from Nemencium. <laughs> Thank you. Three dollars, but try to not sing anything ever again. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Unless someone ups, so someone overrules your three dollars. <laughs> okay, so I so I found I had the line 
next set to 320 by 240 instead of generic 4.3. Cause some issues. I mean, it doesn't look like it has hasn't done anything. Oh man, in perfect timing with with the uh, the Wind Waker opening. Wow. Well, I guess I just have that skill. You know, that one, that one's a little, little slower. You know, it doesn't start off like a doo 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 doo. How's it 120? <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. All right. I guess that's that's enough. I'll I'll mess with it another time. I just thought it'd be fun to to mess around with it. Sorry, um, it was ultimately fruitless, but it is what it is. Anyways, uh, thanks to everybody who uh, hung out tonight. It was great. It was great having you, and thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks. And uh, look for for two two videos this week, on which day oh, is would the Analog Frontiers Part Two? Woo! <laughs> yep. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody who donated and hung out, and we will uh, we'll see you soon. Have a great night. Good night.